Welcome back, besties, to another episode of I Am Besties. As always, I'm your host, Vanessa Casares, and today I'm so happy to have here the Primos Chidos. Hey. Woohoo! Everybody hey. hype yourself up. Everybody yeah. like, get this! Yes, like, oh. like, oh. yeah. um, <laughs> Jules, Steve, Brandon, thank you guys for joining us. Of course. We actually met them um, when we did the podcast pit live. We were all there. It was our first time being on stage and just putting on a show for everybody so that was a good experience you know meet everybody and just do that shit live did you guys feel nervous uh yeah i feel like we were all pretty much nervous yeah. i was i yeah. was really nervous because i was like there's gonna be an audience there i mean we're kind of used to having like a live audience in a way because yeah. our shows are pretty much we're a radio show and they're live mm-hmm. but physically having people there staring at was, you know, <laughs> was a yeah. whole different thing because like I feel like the audience changes the vibe mm-hmm. of like if you're whether you're doing good or bad. You get instant um, feedback. Yeah. Like <laughs> but it was cool. I feel like at the end of it, it was really cool. Um, but I was pretty nervous about it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, what really helped was that before we went up there, me and my sister took shots. Oh, yeah. period. Um, but I mean, you, you raw dogged it. So yeah. I, you're like, yeah I'm, not, I'm not much of a drinker. So I, I was just like, I'm a. Well, because at first I was like, I really, I would rather be booed than like I go up there and everybody's just quiet. <laughs> so that, that kind of got me through it because I was still like, a reaction, right? yeah, 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 yeah. I was yeah, like, if if I get booed, like I can do something with that. But if people are just like not talking and just yeah. the whole time, so yeah. if, you, if you started getting booed, you would have like insulted I the audience. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we heard about that, right? That somebody who yeah. did that. Yeah. No way. What? Yeah, one of the we won't say any names, but we asked somebody like, oh, has anybody ever? like uh bombed really badly on stage and apparently one guy did he did so bad that his show like him and his partner broke up and they didn't have the show anymore he started like insulting the people in the audience like oh you guys don't think this is funny like you guys don't think no. i'm funny yeah yeah, yeah. So, that's wild yeah we could have done a lot worse yeah <laughs> oh my yeah, god so they, but you guys yeah. did great too thank yeah. you thank yeah. you yeah. and you know great. the funny thing is that steph was in mexico that like whole like week or two oh, leading up to it so I personally, I have huge like stage fright because growing up, I did do a lot of like um, school plays and I even did like um, baile flocorico, like, oh, yeah. you know, like I did like mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff. But, you know, you grow up and you realize that the world is judgmental and people always mm-hmm. have opinions. And I really learned to kind of just dim my light when it came to performing. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it came to doing this podcast, the, the live show... Saul just said, hey, do you guys want to do like this like live show? In my mind, I thought, oh, we're going to be interviewed like on stage. You know, I didn't mm, think yeah. we had to put on our whole show. So then when I did realize that, oh, we have to put it on, like we have to put our thought mm. and like just entertain people. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, no, like, <laughs> I was like freaking out. And then the fact that Stephanie wasn't here, I was like, mm. damn, like I needed her. I guess I guess I needed her to like ground me in a sense and kind of just mm-hmm. be like, okay, like we got this together. But because she wasn't there physically to kind of like prepare and like come up with anything, we literally came up with like most of our set like on the drive there, like through text and like FaceTime. And I was like, fuck, what do we do? I'm just like <laughs> freaking out. But I think for our first time, definitely we did well. I think we all did. And like I said, told you guys earlier, seeing you guys be so calm and collected and just 
do your thing i think kind of helped us too as well be like okay mm-hmm. like it's not that bad you know yeah. so definitely i think we did great i think what helped me was that I, w- I was like you know what it's not gonna be just me on there it's gonna be like these two guys exactly so i'm like i always i got a lifeline even if i exactly. run out of stuff to say like at least mm-hmm. i have them you know and that's exactly what i thought too like if i run out of stuff to say i know steph is there but i think there was like a little moment where like kind of like we we're both going blank so i was like dad but i think we did, <laughs> we did good i think we yeah. did good um so the primos chilos how did that come to be about because i know yours is more like a radio show vibe right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah we have more radio uh, do, do you want to tell her or do you want me to tell her? uh yeah i mean um it previously kind of just started from us during the pandemic getting high in our backyard we kind of previously said it at the show Love that. but um yeah we would like just get high and we were talking about like conspiracies and you know the pandemic a lot of things were happening like black lives matter yeah um there was also like the riots going on so like a lot of things were happening and we would talk about it and we're like we really want to like voice our stuff and eventually um one of my college friends from san francisco he moved out here to LA. Um, he also has his own podcast too. So shout out to him. To what shout is out it? To plug Daniel. it. Let's plug it. <laughs> uh, plot twist. So Love shout it. out to Daniel. Okay. <laughs> um, and he moved out here and then he got a job with uh, uh, TGN. So yeah shout out to them and they were having a new branch so they had the tgn latinx uh station and he became assistant manager for it and they were hiring and he just like hit me up because uh, i had already expressed to him that we yeah. were interested um and he's like oh we have interviews like if you guys are down i talked to them we were like we're down like yeah. we're like what's the worst that can happen like Let's they say blown. no like <laughs> <laughs> but we were like you know we tried it right yeah. so we went we met keith keith, keith good news keith is- shout out to him we met jackie um we interviewed with him and they loved us and then we were on we were on with them and then it's kind of just like happened like that and then since then we've kind of just been on it here we are and here we are (laughs) i love your guys's intro by the way to the show like the filmy like aspect how did that come do you guys do that's uh me me and brandon are are big into like movies and film and um i've specifically for my university i edited my university's short film Um, so i had some experience so when we got the show i was like you know what i need to we need to have an intro we have a lot of uh kind of inspiration from mtv and like yes uh, you know vine culture and mm-hmm. like just very like um i've always liked the vhs look and oh, uh, like yeah so i kind of went with that theme for like making it and so i'd come up with drafts i'd send it to them they'd shit on it so we did it. <laughs> um, but it's okay it's I think, the creative process yeah it is yeah I, I like when people really like shit on my stuff like yeah. if i make an edit and people would just say like oh it looks so good and that's it yeah i hate that because yeah. i feel like people are just being nice yeah, yeah you know? exactly exactly one of the things that stands out to me when um from that um intro was when you said um you can do embarrassing things you just have to be confident what was it what was the saying that you said There's a certain confidence that comes with a fresh shave. There's an aura, a vibe. You know the feeling and you can see the confidence when someone is well-groomed. We call this BGE, Big Groomed Energy. And there's only one way to get that BGE, Manscaped. We'd like to introduce you to their best and biggest ultimate hygiene bundle yet, the Platinum Package 4.0. Manscaped is a leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, and you can now trust them with the rest of his body. Join the 4 million individuals worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code BESTIES. Yeah. One time, um, I was... 
you know, feeling a little frisky, a little touchy, a little spontaneous. So I wanted, I was with this man and I just wanted to put my hand down his pants, you know, because mm-hmm. I was already like being touchy and like kind of all on him. And then obviously I wanted to see what he was working with. He you was know? packing. Well, it was packing down there. So he didn't let me put my hand down there. And he then shaved. And then, yep, sure enough, he came clean that he was embarrassed that he didn't feel like it was groomed well enough for Ooh. me to go down there. And honestly, I was just like, wow, how dare you? Like, That's a missed opportunity right there. Yeah, and if he would have just had his shit straight, you know, because that was his personal thing. Like, he didn't want to, you know, cause yeah. whatever he felt, you know, but... Um, and even me, it was like, damn, like, I felt, I thought men were always ready to go. So True. what's, what's going on, man? Y'all slacking? Y'all need some Manscaped products? Come on, get it together. Cause girls trying to get their nut too. You and know? Manscaped's got you. And Manscaped's got your back. So get into it. Get into it. Yeah. Get into it. Yeah. All right. Manscaped's brand new Platinum Package 4.0 is the biggest bundle they've ever offered, giving a bulk discount on Manscaped's top products. Stop paying more for his grooming products, ladies. The Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is a one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. They designed this package to allow you to fully align your entire hygiene routine with elite products. Inside the Platinum Package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Ultra Premium Body Wash, Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo Plus Conditioner, Ultra Premium Deodorant, Crop Reserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Ball Spray Toner, Anti-Chafing Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag to hold all your goods while traveling. Whew! That was a... You're out of breath at that point. (laughs) Honestly, um, (laughs) thank God they're throwing a bag in there. Hell yeah. (laughs) The Lawnmower 4.0 Body Trimmer and Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer feature proprietary proprietary advanced skin safe technology to protect his delicate parts and holes. Both are waterproof, so you don't have to worry about his mess. In addition to shaving, you can now completely upgrade your shower routine with the Ultra Premium Body Wash and Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo Conditioner. This luxurious combo will seriously leave your skin and hair feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. Make sure and make sure you and your man don't forget to apply their aluminum-free, very important, Ultra Premium deodorant for that cologne-quality scent on the go. But it's not just his pits that stink. We know his balls can stink too. <laughs> Thankfully, their Crop Reserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner can solve this problem for you. When you smell his sack, you'll never go back. <laughs> Manscaped even threw two free gifts to their Platinum Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag. These boxers are so comfy. <laughs> you'll need a pair from him or her. The Platinum Package 4.0 covers all the bases to keep you smooth and smelling good this is the best bang for your buck get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code besties at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com use the code besties unlock your big groomed energy with manscaped and remember when he trims his hedges the tree stands taller and i believe it <laughs> back to your regular scheduled programming if song is oh, like, it's the it's oh the, what uh, is it uh, you, you can do anything uh, nothing's embarrassing if you do it with Exa- enough confidence exactly yeah. Yeah. and I love that so much what what made you say that do you feel like there's anything in your life am I the one who said no I see oh, yeah. yeah. okay, like, yeah. what do you feel That's like good. you've gone through something where it was like embarrassing but you did it like confidently or 
I think I feel like that's so inspirational, honestly. Because like you know what it made me think about? It made me think about Thor, the new Love and um, yeah, Thunder. Love and Thunder. Yeah. When he uh, when they like blew his like clothes away, and then they later tell him like, oh, like that was embarrassing. Like you were naked. And he was like, I'm not embarrassed. Like I love my body. I'm confident. Like it's yeah. fine. <laughs> so that that's kind of like what came to mind. You know, like if you're confident, it's like not embarrassing. Mm-hmm. You know what? Otherwise, mm-hmm. it would look embarrassing to other people. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it comes from, like, a really deep place. Like, mo- most of my life, I think I've had a lot of moments that would have been embarrassing, but yeah. I did it with confidence to where I kind of was like, whatever. Yeah. Um. It, the reason, if you see in the intro that clip, when that phrase plays, it's a video of me falling off of a gate and, like, landing on concrete, like, on my face. Oh, that was you? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Um, so the story behind that just really quickly was that I was like so confident I could jump over that fence like in one leap and I couldn't I my foot got stuck and so I just oh, ate shit, shit. <laughs> um, but it, the deeper like meaning behind it is that I've always felt like since I was a kid I looked like different because okay. I have like kind of like an indigenous nose and like okay. a tanner skin so I was always like I know I look different okay. and like some people like consider me like to even be ugly Hell and no. it's like and it's like who cares like as yeah. long as I'm I like love myself exactly it's like it doesn't really matter you know exactly yeah. and I think um another thing that's like you know society's conditioning of way of thinking of what is beautiful and what's ugly mm-hmm. you know I think it's so dumb because it changes over time like for example like the whole like BBL era where everybody <laughs> wanted to get like a BBL yeah. you know yeah. I feel like that's passing girls are starting to want to be slim again because before the BBL yeah. era was like everyone had to be skinny like a Victoria's Secret model mm-hmm. and now everyone went to like extreme because even my little sister was telling me yesterday i remember when i was in elementary if i had a big butt everyone would be think that's gross that's weird you know Mm -hmm. and then now bbl era everyone likes a big fat ass but then everyone's straying away from that again to like pilates and just being slim and skinny it's just it's so dumb and it just makes you realize how brainwashed society you Mm -hmm. are to like what's good looking and what's not you know it's just dude just accept yourself love yourself Mm, and i think whenever you look at someone and you see like or you think like that's ugly or you know start judging it just kind of goes it goes to show like it's true what they say like it's what's going on inside of you for you to even have those thoughts of other people because if you're having negative thoughts or about other people it's really showing what's going on inside of yeah. you and how you feel about yourself yeah you know projection so, exactly yeah. projection so i i love that you know i feel like everyone should get to a point where they're mm-hmm. really like okay like i fuck with myself and i know that other people might not fuck with me always and like it goes even to that show where it's like you can't please everyone not everyone's yeah. gonna like mm-hmm. you and you're not even gonna like everyone for and sure. that's okay you know like because mm-hmm. you're not for everybody yeah. and everybody's yeah. not for you yeah. i mean even this podcast i'm sure like uh whether it's stuff you said or stuff we've said on the show i'm sure somebody has listened to it and been like you guys are tripping i don't like you like i don't like you. <laughs> yeah. like and it's like you don't even know me you know? exactly yeah. exactly it's like it also makes me think about like um the sometimes we post like little clips on tiktok you know yeah. like the little snippets and we'll get a lot of comments where it's like oh like why didn't you say this or you didn't look at it from this perspective it's like well if you would have watched the whole episode you would have seen that we did bring up those points but yeah. you're only just looking at this one little thing and judging immediately and it's like okay or like another instance so what was i gonna say sorry i lost my train of thought no, but okay. yeah it definitely goes to show like you really just you never know yeah, yeah it, it kind of sure. goes with uh, what brandon told me he and I want to know your perspective on it. He said, like, do you think the phone has made the world a better place? I think it depends on how you look at it. I definitely think that there are advantages and things that have helped. You know, communicating is easier. Um, you know, connecting is easier. But also, I think it also has to do with, like, our internal world as, like, human beings. You know, because it's, it, this is, like, technology and it's, like, 
what we make of it you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's like and if you're internally like an ugly person and you just like like to put like ugly shit out there in general whatever that looks like to you it's not going to be a good tool you know you're not going to use it for mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. but if you you know you're a good person internally and you your inner world is you know balanced and you're good then i feel like what you put out using your phone is going to be good mm-hmm. like for example like i was telling my little sister yesterday she was you know, we growing up as women, you know, we're pitted against each other always, you know, whether it be looks, accomplishments and, you know, all these things. And she was telling me that she doesn't post anymore on social media because she just she kind of wants to stray away from like getting like validation on there, you know, and mm-hmm. it could be you could get swept away easily from things on social media. You know, yeah. you're getting enough likes, you're getting enough comments, yeah. you know, things like that. And it could be very like depressing. But it's like if you... It, of course, and if you, that's kind of like the state you're in and you're self-aware that that's the state that you're in, definitely take a step back. Don't use social media, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of like regroup yourself and do the inner work to get give yourself that own, like you said, self-love and validation mm-hmm. and confidence. But if you... Um, damn, why am I losing my train of thought so much? Sorry. No, um, but okay. basically, like I was telling her, like, you know, but if, like, let's say she did that inner work and she, mm-hmm. you know, gave that herself that love and validation and she were to re-enter social media again... She wouldn't put like her worth on what she's posting. She would at then just be doing it for fun, for mm-hmm. you know, just whatever comes to her that she wants to post, you know, for whatever light she wants to share with the world. You know, at mm-hmm. that case, it'd be good, you know, because mm-hmm. she's just being authentic and she's just having fun. Yeah. And and I feel like in that case, of course, you know, then social media would be an awesome place if everybody came from that perspective. If everybody came and mm-hmm. like looking at it that way Mm -hmm. you know but if you look at it from the other way where everyone's just kind of like it's like ego driven then at that point it's like it's not fun it's like it feels like a competition it feels Mm -hmm. like it's not a good thing so i definitely think like the phones i think it's definitely like it has its pros and cons for sure yeah and you asked the question right what do you think about that um i mean there's a lot of good things that come from phones right like i can call him and see him like the same day right or like (laughs) the big thing right now is police right yeah Uh, like the police the police are doing something everybody just pulls out their phone records the police and that's good right because because like you know holding the police accountable yeah that's great um but then there's some things where you're kind of like is this okay now this is a really bad example but bear with me do you guys remember when uh that lion that guy like that dentist shot a lion do you guys remember yeah, that? Yeah, I know we're you talking about that? Yeah, this, I the, don't. It's you, this dentist too, like he went to... He likes what, hunting Africa? to Africa yeah. and he shot a lion while he was hunting. Okay. He like paid for it because you, you can do that. You, you can, can like, pay to kill a lion? Yeah, yeah. you can pay. That's Actually, that's like how a lot of uh, nature reserves pay to have the reserves is they'll, mm. they'll like, they're the ones who sell like lions. Like you can go <gasps> kill a lion or a deer. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I remember how everybody was like, fuck this guy. Like, oh, sorry. I don't know. If no, no, you guys. Yeah, everybody, everybody was like, yeah, the hell with this guy. And I agree. Yeah, the hell with yeah. that guy. Yeah, you shouldn't yeah. you shouldn't go killing lions or whatever. Um, and I say this is a bad example because I can't really think of another like instance. But I don't know. Whenever you see somebody who does something uh, and the entire internet shits on them, yeah. you're kind of like, ah, is that so nice? Like um, Dave Chappelle kind of talked about it, right? Where exactly. he had a, he had a trans... Uh, comedian friend uh-huh. who um, defended him because a lot of people call him transphobic and then the entire internet shit on her and she killed herself uh that's why i asked you know i was like is it like do the ends justify the means with phones i, I think that phones have made people a lot dumber mm-hmm. um and i don't mean that as like like oh people are stupid you know i'm like so much smarter <laughs> yeah. i mean in the sense of like the internet the world is in your pocket yeah. if, if you want to look anything up you can if you want to be ignorant 
you can look it up, but a lot of people don't. Exactly. Right? Um, because they're like, ah, you know, it's whatever. It's, yeah. it's just so accessible. You take it for granted. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You could also read like a headline and then it's like, oh, see, this is facts. And then, oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't yeah. finish reading. I, that's you what know? scares exactly. me is uh, I'm a big like, I'm very scared of, of algorithms in terms of like Instagram and TikTok mm-hmm. and Ooh. what it shows you. Especially you. I know you have a kid. Yeah. I always worry that my nephew, sometimes he's watching a lot of weird stuff on YouTube. Right. Oh, yeah. And it just appears in the timeline, you know. Mm-hmm. And I wonder like if there was any time to like want to brainwash somebody or like want to implement certain things into the society it'd be through the algorithms because it's so like it's so transparent you don't even know you're seeing propaganda exactly because like you, you get things taken out of context right yeah exactly. you see headlines you see like oh this is bad this is bad don't do this yeah. or like do this right yeah. yeah like what i just said is a pretty good soundbite if you don't like me right <laughs> this guy's defending the guy that killed the lion and i'm yeah. like yeah fuck this guy but like i'm you know it's yeah, um, just an example yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's kind yeah. of like what i guess gives me a little anxiety with doing like podcasts and stuff is because what joe rogan gets into a lot is people mm-hmm. are like fuck this guy like he says all this and they take a lot of what he says as statements mm-hmm. but i mean in my opinion podcasts aren't really statements they're no. more just people kind of talking you know exactly the it's like talking. we we have we have it as a society we're not able to hold like two different perspectives or two different like realities like if that makes sense like mm. where it's like i don't agree with what you're saying but it doesn't mean i'm gonna shit on you just because you think differently from me mm-hmm. and i feel like that's kind of like where things kind of get like there's like a lot of nuance where it's like we just it kind of has like a lot to do with like our way our upbringing as a society mm-hmm. the way we're brainwashed to think mm-hmm. and to just kind of like and i feel like this kind of ties in with like the conspiracy theories you guys were talking about in the yeah. last episode about like dude like are we being controlled like who is controlling yeah. everything you know mm-hmm. because it all trickles down to us being controlled you know for our labor for our energy like for everything you know like it's all we're all just like being farmed you know and and we're all just kind of going with it we're just like oh cool Mm -hmm. this is the way it is this is the way life is you know we're all just like judgmental and like hating it towards each other and and it's like you know just drop them or like you know tighten up your circle or like level up like just like all this kind of mentality (laughs) it's like dude like are you really like it's like everyone's like focusing on like the external but i feel like everyone needs to be focusing on their internal world you know like like when it comes to like the judgmentalness you know Mm -hmm. when it comes to like feeling like you're on a high horse when you just go on social media and you see something you don't like and it doesn't Mm -hmm. align with you and just leave a comment or you just like say like mean shit and it's like get off your fucking high horse dude like do Mm -hmm. the inner work you know because if you're leaving judgmental comments and you're Mm -hmm. talking shit on like something that you only saw like a 10 clip second clip of and you didn't see like the whole context of the story and you feel good doing that, like that—that's not that doesn't, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not, yeah, yeah. dude. Like that—that that shit grinds my gears, like a yeah. lot. What do you think, Julie? Do you think phones are good or bad? I just feel like, it, just in general, how you're talking about like the thing that we surround ourselves, because it's like if you leave a hate comment, the algorithm is like, all right, then I'm gonna show you more stuff of like Ooh. this, because you still like commented on it, yeah. right? Yeah. That's what the auto- algorithm engages yeah. it, right? Yeah. yeah, you're engaging with it, exactly. Um, which I feel like kind of like adds to your fire yeah in a way so i guess that's how people get more hatred and like it's just like a lot of like negative it's like it's like a negative (laughs) energy you know like you get the negative energy so your phone kind of starts receiving the same thing but the way i've always seen social media is like i feel like people tend to overshare Uh a lot and i know it's due to like because of the especially because of the pandemic we were just stuck on our phones and like being on social media so a lot of people tend to overshare and I feel like oversharing is sometimes bad. Well, it's it, I feel like it's bad, especially on social media, because like some of your followers probably aren't like 
close friends to you, you know? And I feel like some things you should keep to yourself and, like, keep your private life. Because then I feel like you're allowing people to enter your life that exactly. way. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. you're giving people the knives to, like, stab yeah. you, basically, yeah. if you're oversharing on the internet. And I feel like that's what a lot of us are tending to do. And I think that's something that I, like... I'm trying to like get myself out of is like not oversharing because it's like I feel like I should value the things on my own or exactly. like with close friends or family. Yeah. Um, but that's like how I see social media and all, and like all that stuff. But yeah. I'm like, if you're interacting and like being a hater, I feel like your algorithm is gonna show you more of that. Yeah. Yeah, and like going back to what you said, like you're giving your power to social mm-hmm. media, you know, because like you you kind of like fell, fall victim to like if someone judges you or criticizes you yeah. and we forget that yo like this is literally like made up like this is like <laughs> yeah. internet is like it's it only exists because we as a collective choose to like believe that yeah, it yeah. exists yeah. you know yeah. what i mean we put but, it we give it a high power exactly yeah. but literally it's nothing it's just like we can't even grab it. it's not even tangible it's just literally a program a software that everyone just uses and mm. everyone puts like their you know validation and like their worth on it and we just like and I feel like if we really want to get deeper, it just kind of goes to like, you know, I feel like it definitely ties in with like, you know, your upbringing, like the way you are just, you know, I feel like your your caregivers, your parents, your, the community, who you surround yourself with is like what gives you your sense of like worth, like love and validation. You know, they're the ones that teach you kind of like how you're going to think, how you're going to, what you're going to believe about yourself. Mm-hmm. What are you going to believe about the world, you know? And if you and I feel like when I think about when you were saying like is you know is the government bullshit is like who's in control they're doing a good job by dismantling the way that we relate and the way as a community we are from day mm-hmm. one how why do we spend eight hours a day in school you know what I mean like mm-hmm. with random people that are teaching us like bs that doesn't even matter do you use a Pythagorean theorem do you freaking use like all these bullshit things that they teach us no it's mm-hmm. like they're just farming us to work eight hours to do like all these things. But in reality, what really we should be focusing on like our, you know, our self-worth, you know, our creativeness, our energy, you know, all these things that we really should be learning about to be like, like good, like human beings, you know, connected to God, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. I and mean, it's not even like relig- like mm-hmm. re- like religious. It's like, it's literally just like connecting to something bigger than us. Cause I do believe that there is something bigger than us. Like mm-hmm. there is something that we are here on this earth to be, but we have already grown, grown up in a society where it's like, eight nine to five work yeah like you know have get pregnant like have a baby like get married like do all these things like it's already structured for us like the way life is supposed to Uh be Mm -hmm. and it's like we just get caught up in that we don't think for ourselves you know we don't think like okay like you're giving the like stranger things speech have you seen stranger things no i haven't haven't seen it either bro you're giving the villain speech right now really yeah that's what the villain says (laughs) he says that people are just live to breathe uh, work die like that's basically what, you're, what he his motive is to being evil oh really and yeah because no. I was going to ask you like <laughs> so what would you think is important to learn in school then what honestly would- I think for example let me let me tell you something that life changing happened to me recently I went to a a, a sisterhood retreat for a morning oh, wow. so this okay. is and it was just one day thing right uh-huh. growing up I've always felt like a sense like I wanted to belong, you know, like, le- like, le- let me, let me give you guys a long run. That's going to be a long story. Okay. Okay. But I'm trying to make it short. You know, I grew up in a Hispanic household, dad, breadwinner, working all the time. My mom, you know, she was a stay at home mom, but because of the stress of 
you know, having to maintain the household, four daughters who were crazy, and then her own depression, her own, like, failures, her own, like, relationship issues, you know. She wasn't really present mom, you know, and she was always angry, mad, hitting, yelling. So she was my source of, like, love and connection because she did have her moments where she was embraceful and affectionate, and she did have a lot of good moments where she instilled good things in me, but for the most part, she was angry and resentful and bitter, and that kind of seeps into my life, you know. Mm. And then... I grew up always just wanting to feel loved. I wanted to feel seen. I wanted to feel heard, validated. I feel like those are core values that everyone needs as a kid. And I never really had them in the way that a child should have them. So you that's a, that's a way for you to grow up and to want to look for those things externally. Because no one teaches you that you find those things internally. You know, So you grow up wanting to get the validation on social media. You grew up wanting to get the validation from friends, from relationships from anything you know drugs even food like work like you can name so many things that you try to find comfort in and i just that's where my kind of spiritual journey kind of started where it's like okay i'm tired of looking for things externally i know now i have to look inward because only when i look inward do i find some sense of comfort it's like you follow the little breadcrumbs and you're like okay this feels good i'm gonna follow it so I've been trying to connect with more people on social media that are kind of like that I resonate with when it mm-hmm. comes to healing, when it comes to the things that I feel like I want to be in alignment in my life. And so I, f- I found a group of girls who just I felt like were just calling to me, if that makes sense. I just kind yeah. of I was like, OK, they're going to go on a retreat. They're going to go on a hike at four in the morning. It's in Apple Valley. It's a hike where we're going to go to some hot springs that are supposed to be like connected in nature and like ancestors. And like they, they they made it seem very beautiful. And honestly, that that ego part of me that kind of wants to keep you in your comfort zone and protect you was kind of like tugging at me like, no, don't do it. Like, you don't wake up that early, girl. Like, what do you mean? Like, you know, just you start having all the negative thoughts when you want to start kind of getting out of your comfort zone. And I literally I was like, I'm going to do it anyway. I've been getting out of my comfort zone, so I felt more comfortable doing it. I was like, it's a bunch of strangers, a bunch of girls I've never met before. It was only like 10 of them. Met up with them. One of the things that immediately stood out to me right off the bat, the way they hugged, it was very intentional. Like, they embraced me in a hug that just wasn't like a side hug or a hug mm-hmm. that lasted like one minute. Mm-hmm. You know, or I mean, not one minute, like one second. You know, like you hug someone, yeah, it's like yeah. a quick hug yeah. and like, mm-hmm. that's it. They intentionally like hugged you for like a good like four seconds and just like, hi, I'm so happy you're here. Like just and that immediately made me want to cry immediately. Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, shit, I've never experienced this kind of intentional, like full of love hug that I'm just like, damn, this feels so beautiful. Right. So that to me was like, okay, this is going good so far. Um, We get there. We do. It was like a long, like almost three mile hike to even get to the the hot springs. Mm -hmm. And the whole way there, everybody was just talking, you know, you know, just sharing like experiences, you know, sharing thoughts, sharing feelings and just connecting just on a on a deeper level. That's not superficial. Everybody was being super vulnerable, sharing like dark things that you would consider like shameful things that you would keep to yourself. And it just felt like a really safe space. It felt like everyone was really listening. You know, sometimes you share things and people are listening, but they listen only to to like kind of respond or yeah. to give you their yeah, opinion. Yeah. They don't when when someone responds to you, it's like you weren't really listening to what mm-hmm. I said. You know, you didn't even validate my emotions. You know, it's like so I immediately felt so welcome, like so much love. I felt so seen, like all of those like core va- things that I missed as a kid. I immediately felt like they were like just like they were getting kind of filled in that moment. Right. We get to the hot springs. 
and everyone is just we do like a meditation we do some sound healing we do a circle where we you know everyone shares something that they're grateful for something and then we shared a secret something and it was, it was only if you're comfortable to mm-hmm. share something deep just to build some vulnerability build some trust and everyone was crying and just holding space and just kind of like really coming together as a community and love and acceptance um feeling seen and then after that we went to swim to do like some cleansing and releasing in the water but everybody was naked men and women we were all naked swimming strangers like people i've never met the way there was no like sexualization nobody was looking at me weird nobody was like even looking at my body like maintaining eye contact like the way everybody was speaking to like i left that retreat so full like i genuinely felt like my cup was overflowing with love not just for myself but for everyone around me in the sense that i ended up smoking that night when i got back home and i had one of the most intense intense realizations that i've ever had in my entire life where i truly felt like I was, God was just speaking to me. Like, God was just really like, you know, whatever you want to call it, God, universe. I know yeah. a lot of people have yeah. like different names and, you know, yeah. call it what you want. I truly feel like it doesn't matter at this point. It really just, I just felt like a, an ecstatic, overwhelmingly feeling of just love and connection to everything around me. And I feel like that's what people are lacking. And that's what is not being taught in schools. And I'm not saying that learning math and learning how to read and learning to play with others isn't like, that's, of course, it's important things. But I feel like, that's not what we it's really needed you know that's what you're needed to work you know like what they want us to to form us you know to kind of live in this society that we've been brought up but i feel like everyone really is missing like deep deep genuine uh connection with people as just like as humans you know we're so divided and i feel like that is definitely the root cause of everything we're divided because we don't look the same because we don't think the same because we don't you know it's all of this just division mm-hmm. And that, I feel like, is the issue. We're not learning to see beyond that, you know? And it's hard because it's, it's conditioning of centuries, of just generations of trauma and mm-hmm. all these things. And and that's why I try to not even read the, like, listen to the news because mm-hmm. I feel like whatever you focus your, your energy on is going to keep, as a consciousness, if we keep focusing on, like, the, the negative, it's just going to keep perpetuating the negative because we believe it's going to happen. So it's by fault it's gonna happen you know so you think people so you think um people should learn more emotional intelligence not even like, like emotional intelligence like of course it's an an, an important aspect but just connecting like mm. just accepting you know and i feel like community is something that for example like you grow up right in this society and you want to get a job you want to get that good paying job you want to get like the the that's gonna pay money because you want the vacations you mm. want to not have to slave for a nine to five you, mm. you know you don't want to have to work the hours right but you want to do that because you want to do it with family mm-hmm. you want to do it with friends you want to do it with a loved one because you want to connect with people mm-hmm. yet we it's like what we need is community but but that's what we need but it's also what's tearing us apart because we as a community, we're tearing each other mm-hmm. apart. So it's like, how do we build community if it's community what's tearing each other apart? Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like everything we do is because we want the love. We want yeah. the connection. We want to be with, you know, who mm-hmm. we, with the people that we care about. Yeah. It's like, sorry, 
Kind of, oh, did you have something? To say? Yeah, I was gonna say it reminds me of a. Uh, I saw this thing about because I'm a really big like lover of art. Mm-hmm. Whether that's like my favorite medium is film, but in general, I really like art. Like, mm-hmm. and there was this quote that's really nice: is that you ever notice that people who have a lot of money, rich kids, uh, always end up getting like an art degree, and it's because when humans don't have the financial strain of being weighed down by bills, mm-hmm. they'll always choose art. Like it's just human instinct exactly. to kind of choose. Create. Yeah, to, to create. Be curious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's like kind of like going back to I told you guys on the way here, I was listening to your last episode and um, it I it really kind of stood out to me. Um, I'm sorry, Brandon. Yeah. Brandon, okay, yeah. I just want to make sure. When you were saying how like if, you know, there was like a nuke were to hit and, you know, and everybody, oh. you know, died and you or like people survived, you still wanted to be alone. Like you just felt like, OK, like I. Yeah. I, you're like, why do I have you're to? Talking have, about it on yeah, the way here. yeah, he's like, why do I have to rely on people? You know, like I just, yeah. it's not something that you know. I'm mad that I would now, and I'm assuming it's like, damn, like I'm trying to survive, but now I have to worry about you. You know, like yeah. your, your survival, and I just want to worry about me. And it's so crazy that you have kind of. Have you ever seen Into the Wild? I've read the book actually. Exactly. But I and seen dude, the movie. Did you realize that everything you said was exactly like Chris McCandless? No, he, I haven't. Okay, so so he pretty much, you know, he grew up wealthy, you know, his yeah, parents had money yeah. and he could have chosen to go to like a prestigious co- college and do like have a beautiful life in the way like society says is a beautiful life. Mm-hmm. But he chose to donate all his money to charity and just give every, all his possessions up and Go to Alaska. And you yeah. said, like, I would like to move to Alaska. And I kept wondering, I wonder if he's heard of, like, Into the Wild. And what happened? He moved to Alaska, and I'm pretty sure in the beginning it was great. Like, oh, all alone. Yeah. He felt like he didn't need anyone. But eventually what happened, Brandon? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What happened eventually over time, he realized that worth, life is only worth living if you have people to share it with. If you mm. have a community, if you mm. have love, if you have Damn, all of that, yeah. you know, just yeah. coming for you. Bro. But he has that—he <laughs> has that dog in him. He but will I, survive. But <laughs> no, no, oh, I bet. I'm pretty sure you would have found a way to swim across that icy, like freaking river. You would have done it. No, yeah. I mean, I think whenever I tell people like that, I think a lot of people kind of take it the wrong way. Like they'll kind of think like. What do you mean? Like, oh, you want to be so different. Like, you just want to be away from people. <laughs> you know? so or, like, or like, you know, you don't different. like anybody. You just want to, you know what I mean? But yeah. that's that's not necessarily what I mean. Um, there's this quote in the movie, uh, There Will Be Blood, where he says, I want to make enough money so people can leave me alone. And I've always uh, resonated with that <laughs> because I feel like, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I like the idea of, choosing what i want to do i like the yeah. idea of uh not having influence of other people yeah. uh, in my life telling me you know and i don't think there's anything inherently wrong no, with no, that no, no, like of course not. but i just i don't know i just it's appealing to me no so, i, but, I feel but, like inherently everybody wants like break free from everything i feel like it's like since the moment we're here it's like we're being controlled you know either by our parents like do this do that you know like you have to act like mm-hmm. this you can't say that you can't do this or like and then you grow up and then you want to fit in at school and it's like, oh, well, you don't dress like this or you don't look like this. So you don't fit in or you don't play this sport. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. you don't fit in. So it's like there's always that just there's always yeah. just the, yeah. that shit. It's just like all mm-hmm. the external conditioning shit. Mm-hmm. You just kind of grow up and it just starts piling up. And I agree. You get to a point where you're just like, dude, fuck all of this shit. Like, fuck you. Fuck everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, just back the fuck up. Like, yeah. And I, exactly. so I completely understand that. Yeah. But I think that like. Getting to a point though where you're just like I like I heard this this quote that said 
trauma will have you so fucked up that it'll make you think you have to do everything alone. And I'm not saying you have trauma, but I'm just saying you really do get to a point. <laughs> and you get to a point yeah, where you yeah, really just want to be alone. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you learn that when you try to go to others or you try to fit in or you try to find a community, you're rejected. Or you don't mm-hmm. feel like you fit in. Or you mm-hmm. don't feel like you belong. Or you feel mm-hmm. like maybe some parts of you don't, but some others do. And the parts that you don't, you feel shameful about. And it's easier to not feel that shame when you're alone. You know, when you don't have anyone to look at you or to shine light on those things. And that kind of leads me to my other point. That's something that I felt like before going on this retreat, but more than ever, it's just like just loving those parts of you that you feel ashamed about Mm. Um, because they're a part of you, you know, and I feel like a lot of them we adopted as kids, you know, our ego trying to protect us. I don't know how well aware of you guys are with your ego and your protector. You know, I feel like a lot of people like to villainize the ego, you know, like to say like it's bad. But really, if there's any parts of us that are, and I say in quotes, like bad, it's really just kind of like ways that we had to learn as kids to like keep ourselves safe, you know, because we're in unpredictable environments. You know, our parents are unpredictable, our friends are unpredictable. And mm-hmm. you just kind of learn these ways to of being, you know, to try to keep yourself safe. And and maybe as a kid, it kept you safe. But when you're old, they don't they don't serve you anymore. You know, yeah. like as a kid, you learn to shut down because maybe your parents hit you or they yell at you. So you just shut down. But when you grow up in a relationship, shutting down isn't good for you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to learn to connect and you have to learn to communicate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just a lot of unlearning and learning but also soothing a lot of comforting you didn't have that person to soothe you to comfort you when you feel like you were fucking up when you felt mm-hmm, like yeah. you weren't doing good when you felt like you were just you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that's why it's like the whole reparenting you have to be that parent or that friend or that person that you never had growing up and mm-hmm. kind of soothe those parts of yourself that are ashamed that are scared that mm-hmm. are you know all these things that oh god i feel like i'm going to rap but no, i cool, really just cool. like i like i i feel like i just I just feel like the world is in deep lack of love. Everything you're saying kind of reminds me of my mom. I feel like the reason why I've always been kind of a very like have an emphasis on uh, mental health is because my mom, she when I was younger, she always put like that self-love is extremely important. I love that. And it's because my mom had like an extremely rough life. Like she basically got like abandoned when she was like 10 years old. And she said that like it was okay. Because like I loved myself and it's what got me through it. Oh, and and since I was a kid, she always just told me and my sister that. She always said that. that. She was always like, well, because for a good amount of her childhood, she was by herself. Like she didn't have her parents. She didn't have her siblings. They all lived in different areas. And I think for a good amount, like it, it was just her on her own, like just a child. Like she had to learn how to like feed, like feed herself and all yeah. that. Um, and she, till this day, she still says it. Like, she's still like, as long as I love myself and I have me, like, I'm fine. Like, as long as I love myself, I'm fine. Like, if everything else, like, if everything were to, like, happen, we're like, um, not saying, like, she would lose us or something, or, like, we would be mad at her or something. She's still like, um, I'm still gonna love myself. I still have me. Like, that's it. And I feel like I've always kind of had that from her, too, Mm -hmm. where I've kind of always been trying to, like, love myself and, like... I love being alone too. Like not saying like I hate people. No, no, no. I <laughs> but, feel like being alone is a really important part of yeah. just healing, knowing yourself. Yeah. And just I feel like if you don't know how to be alone in a healthy way, it's hard to uh 
be with other people because you kind of get yeah. lost. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like being alone is definitely important. I'm, I don't want you yeah, guys to think I'm alone. You need to be with people. No, no, no. Of course not. No, no, being alone no, is yeah. important. Yeah. yeah, The person you spend most of your life with is yourself. Exactly. So, I mean, that's exactly. who you should get to know the most. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, yeah. So I'm like, it's cool. It's it's cool to like kind of have that. And I feel like uh, yeah, getting so to like from Brandon, <laughs> I feel like he just like loves nature a lot. And, oh, that's like, sick. And sometimes being surrounded by a city. I mean, we're from LA, right? Oh, like it, yeah, it tends get... to be like a lot. It tends to be a lot. Sometimes. And I actually wanted to ask you guys about that. How is it living in like the city? Like, do you feel like it has an effect on you? How do Okay, because we, I think we each have different perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Like, yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, even though I've grown up, like, we grew up in LA. So, like, I've been, yeah, I've been, like, cholos have, like, pulled their gun on me. Like, oh I've my been, like, God. yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I've seen, like, like people have, like, just getting, like, you always get checked. Like, not always, but it's pretty, like, if you grow up in LA, it's pretty common to, it's like. It's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, a gangster's gonna come up to you, like, be like, hey, like, where are you from? And, like, all this stuff. And I'm like, bro. I'm just chilling. What do you say? Uh, I always just say I don't bang. But like I, one of my friends who's from South Central, he says you shouldn't say that because it's like it's like they get like upset. One time I did say it and the guy did get upset. and He's like, I don't bang either. That's little kid shit. Like, oh. like I don't bang either. And I was like, oh, well, what do I say? Like, I just <laughs> yeah, left. Yeah. I just left. I was just like, whatever, yeah. bro. I'm going to just leave. Like, I'm just <laughs> yeah. leave. So um, I still love it because I, I like that type of stuff. Like I like movies. So that's to You're me. You're like, I'm in a movie right yeah. now. <laughs> Like yo, like I this like. This is actually happening to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're like where the camera's at. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I can't wait to go home and tell everybody yeah. about this. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, but yeah, like growing up, like there's just so much. There's so many things to do. Like, mm-hmm. I, as my sister, when I was a teenager, I'd be out like yeah. all day, every day, yeah. like with my friends. The, I feel like the difference though between us is that I feel like my parents were super strict on me growing up because I'm also the only girl. I have like I have he's my brother and then I have an older brother and then it's just me as the only girl and I mostly tend to like follow my parents for the most part growing up I was mostly always with them like at parties at any function like I was always there with them so I hardly would ever go out because also they were always very overprotective of me going Mm. out so I hardly ever explored LA like I grew up on it I grew up there but I never went out um and then when I turned 18 I moved to college so I went to San Francisco so I fell in love with San Francisco. The so city. like, yeah. So I love San Francisco. Um, shout out to SFSU. <laughs> but I kind of I feel like I love it there because I kind of grew up. Like I spent four years there. Okay. I kind of did my young adult life there, okay. and I learned a lot about myself there. But I love LA. Like I still came back because I mean I was born, I was raised here, my family's here. Um, and I love it. I I love being there. I feel like especially m- my brother has shown me a lot of LA that I never that. got to see when I, I was LA, younger because like, he loves it. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, I really do. He's I, a diehard like there, LA. Yeah. Like, no, I don't have my tour guide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like usually I ask him like, where can I go for this? Yeah. Where can I go for this? Because I legit know nothing. And ever since I moved back, like I was here for a couple of months and then the pandemic happened. So I oh. still couldn't go out anywhere. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. So then I still don't know much about like L.A. Like I know the history and like my neighborhood and like all that stuff, like the actual like L.A. stuff. But like I don't explore much of it yet because of like I'm also not very like I don't go I don't tend to go out a lot. And I hate the summer right now. I hate oh. the heat. <laughs> <laughs> so I tend not to be outside. Yeah. Um I I'm more of a night person. Okay. So I love like all the nightlife for the most mm. part. I love but... our night out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um it's cool though. I feel like 
we're i feel like we're in a great place especially california in general yeah um and being in la i feel like we're lucky enough to like be here and being able being able to be in actual la because mm-hmm. you know going to college i meet a lot of people and they're like i'm from la and i'm like oh what part and they're like oh like riverside, <laughs> that's riverside. i'm like that's riverside um, or like or like guilty or like sometimes people are like oh so how far is disneyland from you i'm like that's like orange county that's like yeah. anaheim so it's like i'm lucky enough to also know a lot of different places yeah. because of college like now I, and i'm like i've always known different places out here it's just like i feel like a lot of people are also very judgmental of like oh i don't know where that is or like when they say um what's it is it like ventura or something i'm like that's for ventura or like when they're like valencia i'm like oh that's where six flags is yeah like i know where things yeah. are so like yeah. when people would be like oh i'm from la i'm like what part they're like oh valencia i'm like oh it's like valencia though yeah, like it's just like those things <laughs> yeah. but it's just like interesting but yeah i don't know about you, Brandon? About you Brandon? oh well <laughs> I always thought that was cool about him is that he actually likes L.A. because um, <laughs> not because I don't like L.A. It's just um, you hear a lot of people talk shit about LA, L.A. Oh, yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I think that's annoying. The I traffic. feel like I feel like I think we can all agree at least. Yeah, that's just, the traffic. That's just life to me. I grew up there. It's necessary. I've learned to kind of well, I sometimes hate it, but I've learned to also love traffic just because I'm always jamming to my music Hell in the yeah. car. You know what? So I'm kind of right. like that's the only reason I everything gets better. And I don't know, there's something different about them car stereos that like the speakers. Yeah. Dude, it, it's different. You know what? <laughs> just me different. saying that traffic sucks is just my conditioning because I actually love traffic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just like you know what? You know, I need to get rid of that because I do listen to podcasts. And I get Hell lost. Yeah. Podcast, I get lost podcast. in the podcast like when I'm driving. So it's like for me, I actually, I actually love when it takes time. Listen to, to us somewhere. if you're driving. Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. If you're stuck in traffic on Thursdays y'all. at twelve. Yeah. This next episode, I'm gonna mention you specifically. So no, I want you to to be driving. And be okay, like, I'm gonna listen. <laughs> I, I want you to comment it. live. <laughs> that's, that's me. That's me. Yeah. So you were saying, Brandon? You were saying? Oh, um, I mean, do I count as LA? Do I? I mean, you're in LA a lot, and your girlfriend's from LA. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I spent a lot of time. I mean, I went to school, like yeah, you know what I mean. That's so what I, that's what I was gonna yeah. say. I was so, like, you kind of grew up. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I pretty much yeah. grew up, and I'm 15 minutes away from you. Like, it's not that far. <laughs> it's, like, um, it's not that far. But I mean, I don't know. I've never been much of a people person, okay. so that's my only gripe with it. Is I feel kind of like claustrophobic. There's a lot, yeah, yeah, There's yeah, a lot yeah, of people, so whenever I go anywhere, I usually kind of go at night because oh, I don't okay. really. Yeah. yeah. But that's why, like, for us, we're like, bro, we love being in LA because a lot of people want to be here. Like, a lot of people want to be that's in LA so and move true. to LA and we're like we're legit in LA like that's crazy. like when people are like what part I'm like LA mm-hmm. you want specific northeast LA I don't know yeah, yeah. but then I hate when people come visa with east LA I'm like no, we're cool. we're a different yeah. part <laughs> we're a different, different part. part yeah I like the culture like there's there's this weird thing where people think LA culture is like influencer culture where people who come from out of state I was gonna and, ask that and they're like uh, <laughs> I was like y'all see influencers everywhere like, yeah you do no you see influencers everywhere but like the people who are from native LA are yeah. cool like that's mm-hmm. where like culturally it's like beautiful that's okay. if it wasn't for the native people who are in LA LA wouldn't be as cool in my yeah, opinion like it, it's all that that's the foundation yeah. and like if anything influencer culture is what people talk shit about and why yeah. people yeah. don't like well, LA exactly because if you if you hear about like oh there's like South Central East LA there's like Boyle Heights all that it was all predominantly brown and black people there and like now people want to move there like people like it's getting gentrified and that's like the struggle that's happening now 
is that there's there's like that of like it's getting gentrified so it's losing its culture and it's starting to become kind of like a trend now it's not like you're getting the authentic you're not getting the authentic anymore of la you're getting like something that people artificial. think yeah like, like the, the artificial dream that everyone yeah. has in their mind yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's why some people hate on it because they're like oh like people are mean and people blah, are blah, fake blah. like people, people are only fake. want something from you yeah and it's like that's I've not the that people like that's yeah. not that's not the legit native la people that's those are the, the influencers yeah. y'all talking about yeah those mm-hmm. are the people who like i don't know i feel like a lot of it is because of like hollywood and like people want to be big and all this and then i think their ego like how you said like their ego gets to them and they're like they just become very haters or they or they become super in their head and like they're like no i'm big shit now yeah it's kind of like this and that's why there's a lot of rude people and the crazy thing is like if they just went inward it's like yo you're already big shit you know what I mean? Like, as in, in the sense that you don't, you don't, you don't need yeah. to prove yourself. You yeah. don't need to do yeah. anything. Yeah. If you just loved yourself that way and just believed mm-hmm. in yourself that mm-hmm. way, if you didn't have all that conditioning, dude, you would already be... Inherently, you, everyone is big shit. Like, no one's better than boss. anyone. You're like, you're, you're, you're that person already. You're that bitch. Yeah, you, yeah you're that bitch. You don't need to do nothing, baby. So, you know. So, yeah, I no, felt yeah. that. Yeah. No, yeah. Honestly, that's why, like, I've always, because I like film, I've yeah. met, like, a lot of people who are into, like, oh, I want to be famous, like, I want to be that, and that's cool. Like, I, I don't, like, discourage them. But sometimes I, I meet people who are very, like, like, oh, can I follow you, like, on Instagram? And I was like, I mean, I just met you, but okay, okay. sure. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and it's like, uh, some, it's okay, like, I don't really mind, but sometimes yeah. I could just tell that it's just, like. It's not like, for the right reason. It's not it, authentic. Exactly. And that's, like, the worst part, because yeah. it feels, as, it feels so, almost creepy. Like they're trying to use you as like a means for an end. Like yeah. they think like by following you, they're gonna get somewhere. That's know? what I mean. Like it feels creepy because it's like you're using me. Yeah. Like, you're literally <laughs> just using me. Yeah. Like you're gonna toss me aside with whatever you you want. You know. Yeah. Like, I want. I have a lot of friends. Like I don't need more. I don't exactly. need any like fake friends. You know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like uh, when you said right now, I want to be famous. Reminded me of that. Um, was that was it a vine or it's, it was a vine? How that or was a girl was like eating cooking and she's a little girl and she's like. Mm. I want to be famous. I think it was, honestly, it was Vine Days. There's a little girl um, and she was like eating a cookie and her mom was like recording her. She's like, oh, like, what do you want for your birthday? She asked like a question like yeah. that and she just turned around and she was like, Ben and Kay, she's like, I want to be famous. And I was like, oh, she's like five years old. Like, that's crazy. Oh, that's that's, that's what I love about like little kids too. I mean, I mean, yeah. I don't love little kids, but. Use that sound right there. Use, use that sound. No, I have a nephew. I have a nephew They're that setting I mentioned. They're setting us up. They're setting us up. <laughs> like little kids, like my nephew specifically. Okay, I'm gonna say specifically my nephew. Yeah, he's yeah. like the most adorable little kid ever. Like he's he has jokes. Like I, and I think it's just because like I joke around with him a lot. I love that. But he's so funny. He like I tell him like, let me see your sad face, and he's like, I want to buy a toy. And, then, <laughs> and he's like, he's so smart. Yeah. Like. Dude. I, it, seeing him be born like totally changed my perspective on just life in general because mm-hmm. i feel like i was it wasn't that i was mean-spirited but i was a lot more like uh objective when things came but when he was born like i was like damn bro that's not funny like you shouldn't joke about that mm-hmm. yeah. I, I got a lot more empathy when yeah. he was born i don't know if you feel the same way no honestly like kids are just like their own little like little ball of light and honestly one of the things that because sometimes I guess I don't know if it's ever happened to you guys where you just look back and you're just like why am I like this you know it's like where did I pick this up from like damn you know what I mean like why am I like this this? you know you know what I mean and 
So now having my own son, he's going to be three in September. I definitely see that when they're born, dude, they're all love. They're all curiosity. Mm -hmm. They're all just light and excitement. And they forgive quickly. They forget, like, they forget quickly. Like, they're just, like, it's just, I can see why as humans, we're just so conditioned to be mad, to be judgmental, to be all these things, you know, and why you grow up dimming your light and Mm -hmm. protecting yourself, you know, because all of these things, it's just like, damn, no, I kids are truly there's something else they're, they're, they're definitely a blessing and I, I hear that i hear everyone say that they're a blessing but i definitely do think that not everyone should have children mm-hmm. it's definitely Fair. something that i believe that i'm just like especially if you don't have that self-awareness if you don't yeah. have like yeah. where you've healed where you're like okay like where you know yourself and your values and you know what your needs and you know, just how to manage your emotions, like all of these yeah. things that no one barely focuses on, you know, and they just have kids because it's like an aesthetic or, you know, life says you, yeah. it's time to get mm-hmm. married and have kids. And so everyone just has kids and then they're fucking them up. And I'm just like, yo, it makes me so mad. Yeah. Like, stop having kids. Get protection. <laughs> Do you think kids can see ghosts? Oh, for sure. Mine doesn't. I don't, think I, I, I don't think it's, I haven't I haven't seen anything, but um, I definitely think heck yeah, because I um, I don't know if you ever heard that kids actually from like one to seven they're operating from a um, kind of like a hypnosis state. Did have you guys ever heard that? Never heard of that. Yeah, okay. from the year one through seven, um, our brain is we're operating at like a damn. I don't want to butcher this, y'all. I'm sorry, but there's waves, you know, and there's names for our wavelength that we're operating from. When you're going adult, we're all at the same like wavelength where we're operating from. But children, when they record like the wavelengths of their brain and um like their neuroplasticity and like what like like the the level they're at, which like creates their habits and their beliefs mm-hmm. and stuff, it's at a they call it a hypnosis state. So it means that they're basically from one to seven children are being programmed. So it means that, and it's they say that those years are the most crucial because that's where they form their beliefs, their values, the way they're going to think about the world, the way they're going to think about themselves, um, the way they're going to handle emotions, the way they're going to relate to people. And that's why I feel like children are the most vulnerable and they're the most special because you really are, when you have a child, you're really taking on the responsibility of like forming another human being, you know, mm. another person of society, you know, and what do you want that person to look like? Mm-hmm. Do you want it to be like someone that's like, you know, a, a team player, you know, that's someone yeah. that's going to be uplifting and loving to its community? Or do you want, you know, and a lot of people don't think about that. A lot of people yeah, are just like, yeah. okay, we just have a kid, like we're just going to raw dog it, take it day by day. And I, and of course, you don't know what it's like to be a parent until yeah. you are, you know, and you learn mm-hmm. day by day as you take it. And I do believe everyone tries the best they can, but... I do think that there is things you can do before you have a child if you consciously think about it, you know, and you make the choice, you know, like, mm-hmm. and you decide, okay, I'm going to wait until maybe I need to look more into this and then look more into that. Or, you know, I don't know, just little things I feel like yeah. a lot of, as a society, we're not taught to have those conversations yeah. before you have children. It's just like, mm-hmm. oh, just, yeah. I'm ready, I'm married, so I mean, it must mean that it's time to have children, you mm-hmm. know? And, um, but yeah, so it's like, I, I definitely think um, children are special. I think. There's a lot to learn from them. And I know I learned so much from my son every single day. Did you feel you were ready when you... Oh, fuck no. No? <laughs> no, no, no. I, not at all. And if I'm being completely honest, and um, I actually... if I, I'm, I'm just going to be like a real open book here, guys. I actually did want to have an abortion when I got pregnant. And I'm, and I'm not ashamed to say it. You know, I definitely feel like it's your choice. If you know mm-hmm. if you feel like you're ready mm-hmm. or not. Yeah. 
Um, I definitely felt like I was not ready, but I was in a committed relationship at the time. And I did feel like, okay, like I have a partner who I'm going to do it with. And at the time I wasn't on my spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't consider myself like woke at the time at all. So I really just thought the way like society thinks it's like, okay, like I could have an abortion, but I also don't want to go through the process and I'm like, okay, can I have a kid, you know? And then I just started thinking, I raised my siblings, you know? I mm-hmm. My two younger siblings, I grew up with kids. I know what it's like to change diapers, to mm-hmm. feed kids, to play with kids. I know what it's like. So I thought this is going to be a breeze. Like, I got this. Like, it's not a problem. And I, I was like, okay, I already know I'm going to have my free time. You know, like, I know I'm, I'm not. my life isn't going to be over. So I thought I knew what it was going to be like having a kid. And no. It's like mm-hmm. the rug is just slipped off right under you like you literally your life does a complete 180 because obviously when you're taking care of a kid you can give it back at the end of the day you know yeah. what i mean or if you take care of it it's only like two three hours but then suddenly it becomes a 24 7 job no mm-hmm. breaks even if you're having a bad day even if you're not in the mood even if you're sick even if mm-hmm. even if there's no one to help you you have to do it yeah. and it's like and not just that but like there's definitely a lot of good in having a kid and a lot of uh strength and motivation but there's also a lot of triggering a lot of especially when you have like a lot of things in yourself mm-hmm. that you might for example you mentioned in the podcast you told them like on your show you said oh would you want to have a kid even if you have the mentality of like i want to be alone mm-hmm. and you said well i don't know like um, i don't know yet you know i wouldn't mm-hmm. know that's definitely something you should take into account if you enjoy your alone time just know that if you have a kid you're never going to be alone yeah never unless you have that community of that help you know i say it takes a village to raise a kid mm-hmm. that's so true because as a person i feel like it's it's like demonized like if you want to break or if you just you know things like that no like dude you need them you're human at the end of the day mm-hmm. if you have that support if you have that community that they're willing to watch your kid for a couple hours a day even a weekend even if they have their grandparents do it it's so important to fill your own cup to forget that you're not just a parent a parent is only like a part of you mm-hmm. but you're still so many other things it's not mm-hmm. your identity because these kids are going to grow up one day and they're going to form their own lives and they're going to be like what am i and mm-hmm. that and that's a lot that's something that happens a lot with with mothers they lose themselves completely in like motherhood and they make that their whole identity and they end up feeling depressed or like you know just a lot of things and it's like fill your own cup you know but going back to, i feel like i'm just ranting no, that's cool. I was <laughs> like, but you know what we can I say like yeah go ahead, go ahead do you think that's like a, a cultural thing because i know we're all like latino and hispanic yeah. here do you think that's like a for us we're well me and my sister are mexican yeah i feel like it's such a mexican thing to be like you're a parent and that's mainly what that's yeah. your responsibility oh, that's all you for are for sure especially when we like for example like i told you guys my dad worked as a breadwinner and my mom was always like the stay-at-home mom and her whole identity and growing up she would always be like mi vida es por ustedes like mi vida son ustedes mis hijos like yo doy mi vida por ustedes so she always made it seem like her whole identity and her whole life was having children and i could see that as someone who never had a job never had aspirations never had anything to see raising a child as like something they're proud of which i definitely agree with because it is hard work and i hate when people are like oh you're a stay-at-home mom that's nothing like that's you know that grinds my gears because it's hard work i think it's harder than any job and i've heard dads that have been like breadwinners and then they flipped it that they like switched spots with their wives and Mm -hmm. they became like the stay-at-home dads and they'll say all the time this is the hardest job i've ever done and 
So it makes me mad to hear that where it's like, oh, like you're a stay at home mm-hmm. mom, like you know people yeah. like play like play it down, dude. It's so it's a lot of work, uh, but definitely I do think it has to do with like the whole like you know, the the cultural aspect of it because, you know, when I think back on like my grandmothers and every all they ever did was be a stay at home mom and all their identity mm-hmm. ever was wrapped up on you know raising these children and doing the best they can and feeding them and clothing them and bathing them and you know being their entertainment and just it's like you're being their doctor being everything you're just like juggling all these different things and I do think that they kind of in a sense I kind of expect that of you but I don't think that they know even themselves that it's because of their way of like conditioning where it's like Mm -hmm. that's kind of like what they had to do so they just kind of think oh well that's what you have to do it's what's Mm -hmm. expected of you um but I think we're growing out of that. I'm glad to say I feel like this generation is definitely kind of getting to a place where it's like, if I do want to be a mother, cool, be a mother. But Mm -hmm. I can also be a lawyer. I can also Mm -hmm. be a doctor. I can also be an artist. I can also be a writer. Like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to revolve around completely Uh around children. Yeah. Yeah. Did you feel like you had to deal with that with, like, your own mother? If you feel, like, comfortable. No. No? No, honestly, my mom is young. My mom's barely, like, 43. So Mm -hmm. she, I don't consider her to be one of, like, the like older thinking kind of yeah. like hispanic mm-hmm. women my mom has always if anything my mom one of the things she'd always tell me is Casate con alguien con dinero. like she would say shit like that <laughs> i would be like girl chill like you know like that's not even what my mind's on you know but she um you know it's funny that you say that because like i told you guys earlier i was a big like party girl in high school like oh mm-hmm. god i was partying every weekend and even when i got graduated high school it was even worse because i was going out wednesday thursdays you know like college <laughs> nights like i was always like clubbing just mm-hmm. partying never doing drugs or anything like that but i was just like drinking you yeah. know just getting home four in the morning like and my mom and dad were just mad at me all the time um a lot of times they even try to kick me out because they're like you're not gonna follow my rules like then mm. leave and i would be like girl well I'm, i'll leave then like it's fine like i just really was like as soon as i turned 18 i was like you guys are not gonna control me i'm gonna do whatever i want like i'm going to college i'm paying my own bills because like as soon as i turned 18 like i had to pay rent already i had to pay my phone but i had to pay all these things and it's like okay cool if that's what's gonna be like well then i'm gonna get home whatever time i'm gonna get at but they still wanted me to control me in that sense and i was like no like either either i pay bills and do everything i'm gonna do and i'm gonna be on my own time or i'm not gonna pay shit and i'll be on your time how do you want to play it and they didn't want it that way they didn't want to compromise and it's like okay well if you guys want to kick me out you can kick me out and so for me i was definitely like that like the black sheep of the family that's just like Mm -hmm. no 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 i'm not gonna do what you say and eventually they learned but my mom still was never cool with me just partying the way mm-hmm. that I would always party. And she actually told me that um, she prayed pregnancy on my life. <laughs> she told me, y'all. She told me when, when I got pregnant, she was so happy. She was so happy. And she was like, oh, gracias a Dios. Yo le pedí a Dios que te mandara un hijo para que te calmara porque salías wow. mucho. Dude. And I was like wow you're so fucked up for that because like i was really just living my best life did it work though no and that's the crazy part and then my mom says that now she was like now i see like it that wasn't like the solution and i feel like a lot even when people are having like marital issues that people say like like you know you've heard that a lot and it's like it's never child is never the fucking answer yeah. and that's always like the fucked up thing to me because people are having all these kids mm-hmm. and fucking them up and it's like yeah and it's not even like the re- like it wasn't because you genuinely like wanted that you know it was just like you thought you it was thought gonna it be like help. a fix to mm-hmm. like whatever issue was going on you know thank god i i feel like having my child though definitely um 
started my my healing journey so i am grateful Mm. that i had him overall um definitely there are moments not anymore but in the beginning like the first year of his life i did i was like depressed a lot i honestly the first year of his life is really like a blur to me i was just like very like just depressed like it was really Mm. hard for me to kind of like come to terms with my new reality you know even though a lot of things i still could do i just i wasn't on my own time you know i didn't have my mm-hmm. freedom like my spontaneity like how do you say spontaneity like, mm-hmm. i wasn't spontaneous yeah. anymore so it was like a lot of things like my old life i was grieving it you know mm-hmm. um so yeah but thank god he's gonna be three now and i wouldn't change it for the world and that's one thing that's true people say like it's hard but i wouldn't change it and that's that's a fact like even if i could like go back in time and do things differently like just knowing my son even how hard it's been to get to where i am Mm -hmm. it's still been like it's definitely like helped me for the better Mm. so i would not i would not change it but i still wouldn't recommend people to have kids like i'm always (laughs) like i'm still like get a vasectomy you know to be on your birth control (laughs) do what you have to do girly but mm -mm. Don't have kids. No kids. No That's kid. like the realest response you can have. I mean, yeah. you still keep by your, your your standards. I mean, your your yeah. beliefs. It doesn't yeah. matter whether you have a kid or not. Yeah, you know? definitely. You see, how is that hard for other people? It, it's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. I always joke around with my sister because I mentioned my nephew. Every time we, we finish hanging out with him, I was like, you see, it's not that hard to be a parent. I'm like, bro, it's <laughs> we give him away. I know. It's like, we because we could just give him away. Because we, well, because when he was born, he still lived at home with us. So Aww. we would still hear him like cry and like all these things and then my mom would tell me i'm like mom that's not my kid i'm not gonna change diapers like no i'm not ready for that like that's not me like i don't want to be around kids and i think just me in general like very kind of have have, i've i like go between like having kids or not having kids um but like seeing my nephew i was kind of like yeah i'm not ready yet bro like this isn't for me like just seeing how he was raised and like everything that you have to do for a kid it's just like it's like a lot of responsibility and like i um it's great that a lot of women have been able to do it but i'm kind of like i'm not ready like me as a woman i'm not ready at this age to like do it i feel like because i also have things that i still want to do exactly and i know that once i have a kid it's like i'm not thinking for myself anymore mm-hmm. i'm thinking for another person oh yeah um and it's just like do it when you're ready you know um and like also i always tell people like just be safe about it like if you are gonna do uh, like things just be like safe about it and like all that stuff and And i know in today's world it's a little hard because of like everything that's been happening but um i'm just like just do it when you're ready you know yeah Yeah, and i feel like um and if you're not like that's okay too like i feel like how you said like society kind of like pressures you to do Mm -hmm. that and I think just in general, our culture has been like it's all about family. Oh yeah. And for us, it's like pushed on a lot like, how more. How do you, can you not like, have a family? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like it's it's like people see it as sad as like oh you, like how we say like being alone like it's like sad, but it's like no like I like being like if I just want to be with my partner like that's it like I'm like that's my satisfaction like yeah. I feel like kids maybe might not satisfy me or something i'm just like okay like that's fine like it's okay they're not that great yeah i'm like fuck them yeah kids, no, fuck them and you know what like i feel like another thing it's like um like you said we've it's like family is a big thing in our culture and it's mm-hmm. like how could you not have a family so we kind of like feel bad in a sense kind of like stray away from that way of thinking but we also forget that you don't need to have a kid to kind of 
be there for a kid if that makes sense like i saw this video one time of this girl who was like 40 and they asked her like oh like do you regret not having any children and she was like hell no she was like because my my sister and my brother have kids and she was like and i see them at least once a week all the time and i drive and i pick them up you know we have sleepovers and i play with them and i'm i'm kind of like there for them like a parent would be but Mm -hmm. And like a funner type of parent because like, they're not actually my kids so mm-hmm. i kind of get that fulfillment of like having children through them because i'm able to play with them feed them you know bathe them yeah. when they're here you know do like the whole like parent like sibling like parent child experience mm-hmm. and i and she said another aspect that i love that parents don't have is that because i'm not their parent they're they open up to me easier like telling me their secrets and like you know kind of like sharing things that they're being more vulnerable and it's like oh mm-hmm. like Dia, like this or like uh, like mm-hmm. things like that which is i think it's another completely beautiful aspect of like just mm-hmm. having children in general it doesn't mean you have to have children you can you can share like that parental kind of like love with kids that are not yours you know mm-hmm. just how you adopt or you foster you can also do it with like you're, you said your nephew you know yeah. you don't have to be a parent you can kind of get that through him mm-hmm. and the best part is you give him back when you're done. <laughs> yeah. so it's like you know so it's like i i honestly like i'm not gonna lie i'm a one and done i'm not having no more kids like it's like that like so it's like i love my son and i love him a lot and a lot of people always tell me like but i don't know like an only child like that's terrible and it's like mm-hmm. that's terrible because like you didn't want to care for your kids so you give them siblings so you can have people to play with but i play with my son like i yo me tiro en el piso. i play with him for mm-hmm. hours like i'm a very active involved present parent mm-hmm. you know and it's like i feel like if he has that like he's not gonna feel like he needs anything but i also realize that he needs kids his own age to play with and i hang out with my sister who has kids all the time so he gets that from them and he has play dates so he has little friends so it's like i don't feel personally like my son's gonna lack anything you know what i mean so i'm a one and done so i'm just saying like you know i don't know i just feel like to each their own don't feel bad if you don't want to have children Mm -hmm. um they're not all that I just definitely think that a lot of people just like to talk about the good, which is yeah, awesome, yeah. but no one really likes to talk about the flip side of the yeah. coin. I just it's think it's, it's interesting. like you're going to beef with like little kids. I just love and it's interesting that like you had one and you're still like, nah, like if you don't want them, that's cool. You're not like oh, preaching to us like, dude, no, you should have them. Like no. they're the biggest blessing If ever. anything, so I could tell you, I'm always like, fuck them kids. Like, <laughs> not my kids, but fuck them kids. Like, no, literally. Wow. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a yeah. lot, y'all. Like, and honestly, like having my son, I mean, I don't know how it's going to be like down the line, you know, as he gets older, you know, I'm, I'm taking it day by day, but I could definitely see it as something I could have lived without if I'm being completely honest, because I have a bunch of nieces, nephews and all of these things. And I see them 24 seven. It's like, I feel I know they say that the love that you have for a niece and nephew is different from your own sibling, which I could see it. But personally, for me, for the most part, it feels the same. Like, I would die for my niece and my nephew. My, I only have an older sister who has two kids. And personally, to me, it feels the same. Like, I would die for them. I play with them the same. I speak to them the same. I treat them like if they were my own. Mm-hmm. So personally, to me, it's the same feeling. Mm-hmm. Only different thing is my son's with me 24-7, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, yeah. to, so me personally, it's not any different. Mm-hmm. I could have lived without it. That's literally what I told. I saw my brother a week ago, and they were talking with my mom and my dad. And yeah. He was like, uh, uh, like, uh, they were just talking about when we, me, or my sister would have kids. Yeah. And I told them like, I, I feel like having your nephew. I mean, having my nephew and yeah. having your son, like, it makes me not want to have kids. Not in the sense of like, no, yeah. oh, like you've discouraged me. 
But in the sense of like, I feel like I have so much love for yeah, him yeah. that like, if I never have kids, it's okay because it's I'll fine. always have him. Exactly, exactly. And honestly, like, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I don't think so. When we'll he, was, we'll I see. literally heard him like the my mom was on the phone with my dad uh-huh. when my nephew was being born and she forgot <gasps> to turn it off. So me and my dad, like my dad woke up at like three in the morning and he's like, he's like, look, listen to it. And I got to hear my my nephew like born and Cry. his cries. Oh. Yeah, and since then, like, I knew, like, when I went to the hospital and I saw him, I was like, wow, I've never felt, like, such an overwhelming love right? for, like, this it's new little, thing. Yeah. It's and, so precious. Like, I will, you said, like, I would die for them. I would literally yeah, take a bullet for you them. Would, you would. And honestly, I'm not going to lie, like, that feeling, though, like, them being born is so surreal. Like, it feels like you're in, a, like, a movie. It just, it doesn't feel real, like, when you, like, birth a baby. Mm-hmm. It's, even as a parent, like, even my, my, my my baby's dad was there obviously he watched everything even he I, we spoke about after and he was like yo like that feeling like just that moment where like it's actually coming out of you and it's like now they're on, on your chest and you're just like what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> like, like, yo. like yo like no way like it's crazy no it's like, way it's, crazy. it's beautiful it's do you beautiful. do you ever think about when i see my nephew i always think about like when i was a kid and i have like small memories of being that young and like oh i remember being in an apartment and seeing a guy with a laker jersey at the time i don't know what the lakers were but yeah. i remember seeing that do you ever feel like uh, your son like sees stuff and you're like, I hope he doesn't remember that? Or I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if he does it, he will remember this. Dude, you know, I do. My son, because uh, you know how, well, me and my son bathe together. Not anymore. I'm, I'm already kind of trying to transition out of that. And I read a lot of articles that talked about like, when is it like the time to, for them to stop seeing you naked? And it's really um, not, it's really more like a personal thing. Like it's more about like, take like the cues from the children if are they staring at you too long are they like trying to touch you inappropriately are they like do they feel uncomfortable like even if you can if mm-hmm. they like try to look away or like you know if they don't want to shower with you like start taking the cues from the child but even you personally do you feel uncomfortable things like that so my son one of the things that he likes to do whether i'm clothed or not he likes to run behind me and like squish his face in my ass like like whether i'm wearing jeans or like i'm naked or like when we should get out the shower he just loves to go and like press his face in my ass like literally one time it went like my cheeks open and everything i was like i had to smack him i didn't want to but my instinct was just like smack him away from me like dude like what the fuck like you know just little things like that um i hope he doesn't remember that (laughs) so there's definitely moments where i'm just like yo and that was one of the big biggest things when my cheeks open i was like that's it we're done we're done there's no way we're not showering together no more it's done it's not happening so there definitely are moments where just like i hope he i always think the funny moments are like when we're high and we're like just chilling with him (laughs) no because we're like i wonder if he can tell if something's going on he's gonna grow up and be like he's like smell different whenever i was (laughs) he's like you guys would always act different yeah there's something in the air you guys are always more chill (laughs) you guys always play longer yeah (laughs) and it's true like when i'm high and i play with him like it hits different i feel like a little kid exactly (laughs) i'm not gonna lie i've been high with my son too i don't because i have two younger sisters that live with me so there'll be Mm -hmm. times where i'll be like not high to get like stupid high but sometimes it's just stressful day and i'm just like i need to take one hit maybe two just to kind of take the edge (laughs) off you know and it's like i know my son's safe i know i'm safe i know i don't act a fool so i'm like sometimes you need it and i don't shame parents like do what works best for you but i definitely agree sometimes when you're a little high it just helps better to play longer (laughs) to be more present Mm -hmm. to kind of go with the flow you know because sometimes i'm like sober and I'm, i'm playing with him and 
my son's very organized, very particular. Like, if he's playing, like, it has to be his way. The cars all have to be facing the same way. Like, he's very, like, my way or the highway. Mm-hmm. And as someone, like, it's it's frustrating. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not like that. So, for me, it's like, oh, like, dude, I just want to freaking crash into your car. Like, I just want to fuck everything up, dude. Like, let's get wild. Come on. He's just like, no. Like, I'm, he's calm. Mm-hmm. He's organized. And... So when I'm like hide, I'm just like, all right, let's go, dude. You want to park it here? <laughs> park it there. You know, you want to line them up? All right, dude, let's Real. park them. You know, it's just cool. you're just more relaxed. It's like your, it's like your brain that wants to be in control, like that aspect or that just wants things to be your way. It's kind of like shut off, and it's kind of like cool, like yeah, like it's all vibes. Do you all have vibes. any uh, <laughs> of like embarrassing memories of when of like when you were a kid, whether from like that young or like even like middle school? Embarrassing moments. Could- I remember one time uh, I used to I don't know why I had uh-huh. like when I was younger I had like I was like roller backpacks are like in like they're they're cool. Wait, what backpack? Roller backpacks, oh, okay. like the ones like you roll. Yeah, <laughs> even though by like by like, hey, like were, seventh uh, grade uh, everybody had like backpacks they'd wear. I used still to have the roller. Yeah, <laughs> and I love that one time story. like it's as if the universe was telling me it was time to stop. Uh, there was like these steps that you get off of my middle school, uh-huh. and I got my roller backpack and I was going there, and the like handle ripped off. <gasps> And then the, like, backpack ripped open and what? all my paper. And I was a messy, messy kid, so I would just throw papers in there. Yeah, yeah. So it just kind of, like, exploded with papers everywhere, and it was so embarrassing. Like, everyone was leaving school and just passing by as I was, like, a little kid. Because I would walk home. I would always walk home. So you were in seventh grade with the roller backpack. Yeah. 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 And in sixth grade, did people still remember? Did, did people still have a in sixth grade or not? And by the time I was, I know for a fact, I was the only kid with this with a roller backpack. I think. Yeah, I think by like it was like my thing. Like, I remember that, it. right? So you owned it. You were like, "Fuck everybody!" I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm I was proud. Like yeah. I, I would put like orange tape on it. Like, de- like decorated it. He doesn't have back problems. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I, did you have you guys seen like those luggages that have like they're like you can sit on them and like you can like oh, ride them? Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, imagine having those in middle school. That would have been sick as fuck. Yeah, that would have changed the game. Literally, changed the game. Um, personally, the only embarrassing thought that comes to my mind right now sadly was not in middle school was in high school i was 15 um i was going to try quinceanera dresses i'm so embarrassed (laughs) anyways i was gonna try like the big puffy like quinceanera dresses Mm -hmm. and i we before we went to like the the store we went to eat like mexican food like all my tias and i and it was like i don't know it was just it just didn't sit well with me that day so i was like farting a lot and um i put on like a big like fat dress and i really needed to fart but i was holding it in you know because i was like a bunch of girls around me and like you know uh-huh. trying on dresses and like the lady that was helping me take them off and put them on like the dresses are big as fuck yeah. so i was like no i can't fart i can't fart you know but then i finally got like this big ass like the biggest one i had like worn and it, it dragged like really heavy so I was like oh, if I fart like no one's gonna smell it's gonna stay contained <laughs> like in the dress so it's fine you know like those farts like when they burn like you know they smell like even worse you know <laughs> like burn your butthole so I was like fuck man like this is bad but I'm gonna just let it rip and I did and as soon as I fucking let it rip the girl was like alright well I'm gonna have to take the dress off cause there's another girl here that wants to try it on and the way that you take it off, she has to go under the dress to kind of like oh, untie no. it from like the bottom, like of like yeah, my, my waist, yeah. bitch. Poor girl, poor girl. And and I remember I shared this story, and everybody was like, "Why didn't you tell her? Like, wait, like let me walk around a little more." I was just too, I was too stunned to speak. Like I was, I I was like, "This girl is just and dude, literally like." 
literally like the moment like the the fart like stopped she told me that so it was like literally not even like a minute she was already under my dress yeah. and i just knew i just knew she <laughs> ate that shit she ate that, she shit. Ate that <laughs> shit she was like oh my god and yeah that was like the most embarrassing and when she came back up i could not look her in the face i remember I was just looking down looking to the side and she was telling me like okay like i just could not like look at her face because obviously i knew I, I don't know if i was gonna like get like a reaction or something <laughs> i was like i'm not i don't want to look i was like i'm not looking at that bitch brandon do you have any Embarrassing kid yeah. stories, or do you remember in high school when we went to Hollywood and the bird shit on you? Oh, gee, yeah, yeah thanks for sharing. That. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, sure can I say him. that story? Yeah, if you want, it's I mean, you already did basically. I mean, yeah, it, it was it's just, out there now. I thought it was so funny because I was, was like, saving that for Conan, bro. Oh, yeah. that's the Conan story yeah. for the Joe Rogan show. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so funny. We, we, when we were younger, obviously, like I said, we like I liked going out, so we took the bus all the way to Hollywood. And we got there, and then we just like stopped on something like like I don't know what it was. It was like some like red light, and then just like you just hear all these like drops oh, like hell. everywhere, and like I see that it's shit. It's like bird shit, and I'm like looking at myself I'm like oh shit, like as if like I heard a gunshot. Like am I good? Yeah, yeah. And then I and then I look over, and bro, he yeah. was covered. Like, yeah, yeah, like head, shirt, pants, shoes, no. everything was hit, and and he's like. <laughs> frozen yeah. and then and then we went straight home we didn't even like and then we went straight home and, and the entire bus ride he had to sit there covered in bird shit yeah oh my so goodness that I don't, I don't i'm sorry i had to share that for you I yeah. but you know what that's i don't know like the what, fact that lucky? It's <laughs> good that's luck. what it's good say, though, like, yeah. it really just feels like look like the fact they were like there in that exact moment like you know, you're lucky, bro. Yeah. Count your blessings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, like he said, it could have been look, a bullet. Look, so. look who's laughing now. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any though? I mean, I remember one time in high school, I like fell down the stairs. Oh my god! Yeah, like, but this was before I transferred to the high school you went to. Oh, Jeffrey. Um, oh, yeah, I went to like a, I went to like <laughs> a Catholic school, okay. and they had like these stairs, and nobody was around. It was just an inside like uh, staircase. And I don't know what I was doing. I just like missed a step and, oh. and I smacked and like I was like, because <laughs> yeah, it it really hurt. I remember uh, that. But I mean, I don't think anybody was really around. And if yeah. they were, thank God they didn't say anything. Have you guys ever had any of those moments where it's like kind of like maybe not instant karma, but like it literally gets to like for example, I was at um, Lido Creek one time. I don't know if. If you guys ever, well, you guys live in LA, but here for me, at least like my fa like my family here and friends here, it was a thing to like go to Lido Creek in the summer. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Lido Creek. Probably not. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. It's like a little river, kind of going up the mountains, mm -hmm. and it's just like a little river in the summer. Like everybody would go like barbecue and shit up there, and my family would go often. And I remember one time we went, and my cousin, um, she was on her period, so she was wearing a pad. We were young, so she didn't wear tampons yet, and. She was like, we got in the river and everything. I don't know why the fuck she got in the river with her pet on. But anyway, um, when we got out, we were walking back like to where everybody was like eating. And like we just had like a little like boop, like a plat. And like we look and her pad fell out of her like pants. And I got I hopped on her head. Like I'm not going to lie. Like back in the day, I was very like, I just love to hop on people's heads and like joke. And like yeah. Just, yeah. it could come off very come off very dickish you know yeah. like but to me i was trying to be funny but you know it mm. probably wasn't yeah and so i i was like clowning on her and then 
um maybe like two three days later we were at my grandma's house and she we were like playing like the sprinklers like she had like like this like like hose thing that like we're just splash water yeah. everywhere plays we were running around and everything and mm-hmm. i was on my period then and i was wearing a pad too and then my pad fell like and there was boys there from like the block and everything so i got karma like from like i think because i hopped on her <laughs> head so then my pad fell out and it was embarrassing and i just like learned like the lesson it was like yo like you talk shit like make people feel bad like it's gonna come back to you and that's <laughs> that's honestly happened to me a lot like for example like my sister <laughs> my sister um she can't say her left and her right in spanish and I don't, again always clowning on her always hopping on her head like haha i know stop okay like just say shit like that and then like a couple months later i started confusing my left and writes in English. In fucking English. Not even Spanish. Like, I would just, like... I would be, like, on, like, giving directions, like, in the passenger seat. And I it would, I would have to go left. And I'd be like, go right. And then they start going, like, left. I mean, they start going right. And I'd be like, no, I meant left. And they'd be like, you fucking said right. And I'd be like, bro, like, I started confusing my own. <laughs> like, it started happening to me. Or, like, this other time. Man, I'm going, oh, I'm, like, oh, man. Like, I'm always doing... I'm not, not gonna lie. That's happened to me a lot where it's, like... Karma? Like, this other time. Like, my other sister, she can't really hear she like one of her ears like uh she needed like one of those what are they called like the hearing, hearing aids piece? like yeah mm-hmm. the hearing aids yeah but she never got one because my parents were just like bro figure it out <laughs> <laughs> figure it out yeah, that's life <laughs> it wasn't that bad i guess her hearing wasn't that bad where she like mm-hmm. needed it that bad but it would have helped her immensely mm-hmm. but my parents were like we're just not trying to pay for all that mm-hmm. you know so they just never got her one so from one of her ears, like she just can't hear, and it just over the years it just became like a joke in the family. I guess like Damn. we would speak to her and like she couldn't hear us, or uh-huh. like we would be like a little far and we would say something that otherwise anybody else could hear, but she just couldn't. Mm-hmm. And we just clown on her, you know. And then one time I feel like I just took it too far, like clowning on her, and I'd be mm-hmm. like, "Oh, she's fucking deaf," or like she can't hear you, like just making little comments like that. And then, dude, I just hit a point where like, I couldn't hear shit. Like people would talk to me, and I would be like, "Huh, huh?" Like I would just always like what, and then. It never fails. As soon as like karma starts hitting me, like I immediately get like the 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 thought or like the moment of why this is happening. Mm-hmm. So it's like like when I couldn't hear when I kept like repeating like mm-hmm. huh huh. I immediately got like the the memory of like when I would like tell mm-hmm. my sister oh you're fucking deaf like mm-hmm. it's like God telling me like this is mm-hmm. why it's happening bitch. Dude, <laughs> yeah, I, like a hundred percent. Like I really believe in, in yeah, karma. And karma. Stuff. I, mm-hmm. I lost recently. I lost my favorite shirt. I I told <gasps> my sister about it and I, and I was thinking like what did yeah. I do? What did I like? What I, did I, I, it yeah. <laughs> but I was like genuinely thinking like what 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 was I doing that like why did I lose my favorite shirt? But specifically an example where i got karma was on uh, when i the first year i got my license uh-huh. i was like in csun because uh, like around northridge uh-huh. i was visiting like a friend and then uh, i left there with another one of my friends and we were both in cars mm-hmm. and we just like started drag racing drag racing like all over and nothing happened like i was it was friday 13 i had like a jason Voorhees jockey jersey on and i put on the mask while oh, driving shit. and like we were going like 80 like we were just like messing around uh-huh. but nothing happened but like uh, about like 20 minutes later, we're at a red light, like, 3 in the morning. I'm chilling. Uh, uh, Scotty Doesn't Know comes on, like, a song that I really like. I turn it up, and I'm like, oh, shit, this is my... And then, boom, like, a car hits me from behind. What? Yeah, a drunk driver just, like, <gasps> crashes into me. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, like, uh, it, like, messed up my back. Like, I had to go oh, to, like, like, physical therapy for a few months. And then I was like, damn. I didn't even get in the accident yeah, drag right. racing. Yeah. I got in an accident, stopped at a red light. But it was, like, a wake-up call. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I ne- I've never... I still have that jersey. I have not worn it since that happened. <gasps> Yeah. What do you think, like, you, if you it was my it? sister's car too? She, oh, I, I totaled yeah. her car. She oh. lost it. Yeah. 
I was but borrowing you got a check it. for that though, no? Yeah. I, well, they, I got a check. Those, <laughs> they did. They did, but they didn't like give you like the me, amount of the car. That yeah, they. Went? My parents ended up ended up getting another car for me, which is the car that I have now. Yeah, yeah I love that. Even you, though you were I was saying like, though. Did I say something? I thought, I I no, yeah. But... Oh, about the shirt, about like. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so, anymore? do you feel like if you wear it again, something bad's gonna happen, or you just like? I uh, yeah, it's just, to... just weird because like it was like a like he crashed into me pretty hard, like it, it shattered. I mean, it totaled the car. Well, yeah, it totaled. The yeah, car. and then like uh, he tried trip. to fight us. No way. Yeah, like it's a whole story. Like it's a whole other story for a whole other time. But like I had to go to physical therapy, and like I was commuting from LA to Fullerton for like school. So the so I had to drive for like two hours, my back Ooh. hurting. Like I was by myself. Like it was definitely like one of the lowest points like in recent memory, okay. where I was just yeah. like super sad about it. Like yeah. it was, so I just I don't know. I still keep it there. Like I haven't donated it, but I just look at it. And I'm like <laughs> I'm never gonna wear this again because I was just taunting because it's Friday thirteen. So like oh, I'm gonna wear Jason Voorhees. Right. Like I'm gonna wear the mask. Like I'm gonna just be reckless. Like nothing's gonna that happen. And then something did happen. <laughs> wow. And then and ever that, since then you I've, should give it to somebody you don't like. <laughs> Nah, I feel like that's that's like double karma. No, like, oh, that's back. true. But it's, it's like, like you know a movie. Like here you go, like, man. Here, here, like it's here. all about intention, right? Like if you're giving it with the intention of like, well, like you feel like it's bad luck, so I'm giving it to you because I feel like it's bad luck. Like that's kind of like bad intention. So I mean, it, it would make sense. Like karma would get you even worse. It's looking kind of a cool shirt too. Like I, I if somebody <laughs> did want it, I guarantee it. somebody would want. It. It's a hockey jersey and it says like Jason Voorhees on it. Friday thirteen, like it's on blood. Oh, you should it's frame it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And that story reminded me. <laughs> that story reminded me of um. I used to drive a ca- uh, a Camry. Mm-hmm. Tell me why the fuck did I be in the freeway? Bitches always wanted to race me in my Camry. Like, <laughs> dude, like, I, like I would be, I would be like at a light or like in the freeway or like a like a what are those cars called? Like a challenge, like a challenge. Oh, the, the challenge. Oh, like, yeah, like, like the chargers or yeah. like the like cars like that would always yeah. want to race and i'm like bro you fucking see me in a camry the fuck am i gonna do my camry like <laughs> racing like you think i'm really gonna win like mm-hmm. i'd be at a red light and they'd be like revving their engine at me and i'd be like yo like what about my car makes you think it's because camrys gonna... are like the starter car for in the car scene because i have a few friends here really in the car scene. yeah Shut the fuck that's up. like the... oh, you're like what <laughs> like, really yeah that's camrys crazy. are like the starter car for like because they're they look like kind of speedsters like they look like they're fast cars and they kind of are very like versatile in the way they move um so a lot of people who are in the car scene and want to like eventually upgrade their initial car is the camry shut the fuck also the camry is the most stolen car in i think the united states or at least in california no yeah thank you i needed to hear that because i was always like is it me do i look like i don't get it what is what is giving the vibe dude literally and i'm always like scared like yo i barely hit 60 what do you mean like no but yeah that that's wild do you like driving no no you don't like no driving? no i hate driving like if i could be in the passenger seat all the time i would love i mean i don't like if i have to do it <laughs> i'll do it mm-hmm. and honestly you know what i don't hate it i guess i would just prefer like if i had the choice mm-hmm. like if someone offers to drive i'd be like yeah fuck it, cool mm-hmm. drive <laughs> but but if i had to do it it wouldn't bother me because mm-hmm. i going back uh like, I don't know if I told you, I told you guys earlier that I, like, spaced out. Like, I'm just, like, yeah. I told you. That happens to me a lot when I'm driving. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, like, it's not always <laughs> bad, you know? Like, it, it depends, like, what I'm listening to or, like, what I'm thinking about. Like, sometimes I just get really, it's, like, how the fuck did I get here? Like, you know, like, you know, you just kind of, mm-hmm. like, really go on autopilot mode. Yeah. So that happens to me a lot. So I feel like that's kind of, like, the big reasons why I kind of, if it comes to, like, a long drive, 
I guess I don't. Thankfully, up to today, I haven't gone to like an accident or anything mm-hmm. like that. But it always happens. Or like I space out a lot, and I go in autopilot mode a lot. So I feel like that's kind of like my reasoning as to why I just rather not to when it comes to like big drives. Mm-hmm. I always would rather someone else drive. But um, but no, I don't. I guess I don't hate driving. I do enjoy mm-hmm. it. I could. Uh, it just like I said, it goes back to the whole like spacing <laughs> out thing. Or just like fuck, like. What's gonna I don't happen? know, Brendan. Do you mind driving? Um, I miss the bus. I used to really like taking the bus. I feel like it's the best place that's, to listen to a good funny. album. Dude, have you ever taken the bus in Mexico? I've never been to Mexico. No? No, I haven't. Dude. Why? No. Does it suck? Dude, no, it's actually pretty fun. A lot of people don't hate it because it's like really bumpy. You know, the, mm-hmm. the roads are kind of fucked mm-hmm. up over there, but mm-hmm. it's such a vibe. It's like, such a vibe. Honestly, I'm not going to like, I'm very like, I like to be thrown around. I hate, I know it sounds wrong, but... um like uh, for example like my one of my mom's brothers growing up was super into like racing Mm -hmm. drag racing but he would go to like car meets and like he would race other cars and he had like a like a super pimped out like honda civic and Mm -hmm. he would always go to race meets and one time he took me and my older sister and he had like an unexpected like some some car like we were leaving the race meet he wasn't supposed to race we're just like doing like a Mm meetup but then we were leaving a car like tried to race him and my, my uncle you know he's like he never backs down for like any anything so he was like fuck yeah so they started racing and we were be- we were just being thrown around in the back like oh like fuck and they just i don't know why like the feeling of just being like tossed around like just it just makes me laugh so much like even like i remember i have a memory of like when i was like 10 or like 8 and my my we got like hit from the back as well like a car accident but then another car hit like the back of the car and then we were just like we, we again tossed around from like the hitting and me and my sister were just cracking up mm-hmm. so i feel like again like i don't know why like i just the feeling of just being like, i don't know like my body just being like oh, we're gonna take like, that stupid. dude it's, i don't know why it's why you keep saying like getting hit from the back too because i remember when i got in my car accident all my friends kept climbing on me and be like i can't believe you let another guy hit you from the back <laughs> no yeah but um but again going back to like the whole bus thing and there's a lot of potholes. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of like, doing, 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 like a lot of just like, just yeah, yeah. being taught. And you like, you, uh, and it's happened a lot where like I'm sitting next to like my prima or something. And like, uh-huh. it'll be like a big pothole and we're like, boom, hit each other. And we'll just uh-huh. start cracking up. It's just, I don't know, it's just funny to me. Like, <laughs> around, like I just like being in the bus. But I've never been on the bus here, like in the US. Really? I've never gone on a bus here or like a metro or either, like nothing. Mm. I need to pop my cherry still. But, um, I, I feel like I get why you miss the bus. Like it, it, in LA, it is kind of a vibe. I yeah, feel like it's, yeah. you don't it's you don't, nice. don't have to worry about parking. Yeah, or gas. Yeah. yeah, but it takes it forever free? to get somewhere. Uh, it was during the pandemic. Yeah, it's not uh, anymore. Yeah. How not much anymore. is it for like a bus? It's like dollar seventy five. Yeah, I think it? if you're if you're a student, it's a dollar. Oh, that's cheap. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. It's pretty good. Gotta get the tap card. I've always liked driving. I've always been like, I mean, you could tell these guys like I don't like driving. I've I've I drive like I'm always a designated driver like for everything. Thing. and I, i've yeah. had to drive us out of situation i prolonged getting my license for like the longest because i was like fuck this i don't want to drive <laughs> but my mom was always on me because she's like i'm not gonna take you anywhere anymore like i'm not gonna drive for you anymore and then um and then eventually she's like so you have to drive yourself yeah and then she's like so you have to get your license and i was like oh. Did so i didn't get it until like college oh shit. yeah i didn't yeah. get it until like Honestly, i think my second year of college no, not the, no, i got i got it when i turned 18 but i was i turned mm. 18 in college so mm. yeah. i had my permit and like i would drive but 
I was just like, I don't want to drive. You know? <laughs> and, I, and it happens to me too where I zone out. Like I, right? I tend to zone out a lot. Yeah. But I still know that I'm driving. But she's like, I just zone out. Like I, I'm like, I don't. My mind sometimes is just like somewhere else. Yeah. Um. But like how I said, like I've learned, I guess, to kind of like it because of music. Yeah. Like I just listen to my music and that's it. Like that's the only reason that I've been like, okay, like driving's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys pass your driving test the first time? Yeah, mm, I, I did not. I didn't. <laughs> I failed like four times. No you way! Yeah. Four you love driving? Yeah, because he really, yeah. he really wanted his license. I really wanted because I like driving so much. <laughs> no, but like, why'd you? Fa- well, how old were you when you? I uh, seventeen. Oh, I was seventeen when you, I got. Why'd you fail it? Uh, I was just really nervous. I just the first time I, I remember the first time I took it. I like by turning left. I went on the left side of the road, which obviously you're not supposed to do. Oh shit! Uh, second time, uh. I don't even know. I just know I failed four times in total, and then finally I passed on the fifth time. And I remember it was so like, like it was kind of. I think it's kind of funny. It almost makes me cringe because I remember when I passed, I hugged my mom as if like I just won like an NBA championship. Like, like it really meant a lot. Like it, I was like I really wanted like I, well, since I, day one I always wanted to drive since I was like sixteen. Yeah. yeah, I also remember our parents would get us like a what is it called like a an instructor. A driving yeah. instructor Duh, okay and i and i had one for a good like year and a half and it was the same reason because like i just didn't want to like get my license because mm-hmm. i was like i don't want to drive mm-hmm. um and then i remember they got the same instructor for him but he was my mom always says that he was very impatient about it because he just wanted to like take the, the take the test mm-hmm. yeah so that's why he took it multiple times because mm-hmm. he was just like i just want to get it like I, I, I can do it like i can yeah. do it i and felt then, yeah. oh sorry i no, felt yeah. the the first time because i merged i didn't merge into the bicycle lane before making a right mm-hmm. and i was pissed because it was literally the right before like i tried to make that right and then turned into like the parking for like the driving place Mm -hmm. and because i didn't merge into the bicycle i think i was like you did amazing you did perfect the whole thing was wow but you didn't merge so i have to fail you that's an automatic fail and i was like bitch you should have just said i fucked up the whole thing that hurts more that hurts more than just one little mistake at the end you know i was like damn fuck you no yeah fucking mr wilson i still remember your name i hope you're having a bad day I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, that's not even his name. Karma, bro. That's that's not not his name. Name. I don't know him. I, I hope you're doing amazing. Thank you. Um, their jobs are like stressful though. That's why they're all kind of like mean. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? He was actually really nice though. I think that's why <laughs> you said so more. I was like, dude, you're you're a super nice dude. The karma's gonna I, I thought get you would give me a pass. You know, I just like, you know what? I, I know you didn't mean to do that. It's okay. Cause I've heard of that, that like, people it's like I've had friends who like they fucked up my one little thing, but they're like, you know what? It's fine. Like I'll let it slide. Like you're good. You yeah. know? It's like why did you why didn't you keep the energy with me? <laughs> I was already tell my dad like, dad, I passed. Like hell yeah. And then I told him I didn't, and he was just like, mm. you know, like the, the, the dads. You know, it's just like you just kind of yeah. want like that, like you the, know, the like, to make them proud, yeah, like everyone. Yeah. Then you yeah. just fuck up. It's like it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. And I remember when mine ended, and I was like, oh, I feel like I didn't pass. And then she told me she's. I think I only got like one thing wrong, which was like, I think at a light. I think it was at a red light to make a right or something like that. Because you know how you're supposed to stop and then make it. Mm-hmm. I forgot what I did. I did something, and mm-hmm. she's like, "Just that." And like other than that, you passed. And I was yeah. like, "Okay." Oh, <laughs> 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 you want to piss me like, off yeah. about mine? Is that he went on a whole speech 
you did this great. I love when you did this. I just he literally <laughs> he in the mid, you on. The, literally the whole time I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm a pass. Like he's helping me up. Like he's telling me like you know, and just to the end be like, but you did this, so you're failed. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, dude, fuck you. You're like, get out of so my car. Mad. I was like, you know what? Get out of my vehicle. <laughs> it's gonna be ten dollars gas money. You know? <laughs> Give me that ride. But yeah, but I, I kind of want to get into you know. You guys mentioned that you guys um, smoke weed and you guys mm-hmm. have done psychedelics. Is there any experience that just stands out to you, whether it was scary or funny or just something you're just like, damn. Or maybe you learned something, you had a realization or just anything. Mm-hmm. That um, who, who wants to go first? You want me to go first? Um, I guess the most recent time would be mm-hmm. like the biggest for mm-hmm. me. Um, I felt like it was just all around euphoric in ways that it hasn't been before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like I understood who I am in a, in a lot of more ways. And it's weird because it's been now a few weeks since I've had that experience. And I'm kind of like, is this really me? Or is this like, I'm just still such on such a high. Mm-hmm. Like I try to be like humble, but like I have like this overwhelming sense to be confident. Ooh. And it, it sounds, it sounds good, that sounds nice. but I don't want to come off as arrogant either. You yeah. know, I don't want to come off yeah. as like, uh, cause it's very easy to be narcissistic Okay, and I don't ever want to be narcissistic. I okay. want, I've since I was younger, I've always had a lot of love for people. Like, and maybe that's why I had such a good trip because we did it at the beach full of people. And like, Mm. I felt like I could look at everybody's energy and I was like, everybody's here, everybody's living. Mm -hmm. And I hope everybody has a good life. Um, And that experience in and itself just made me, I don't know, it made me feel safe. Like, I feel like at at the end of the day, like everything's going to be okay. No matter what happens, like, you you know, life goes on and you'll always be good yeah you know um that's such a beautiful feeling by the way thank you for sharing that i feel like like i when like i said earlier like just community and love and just like everyone around you wanting everybody to like come up and just be good and just like Mm -hmm. that love and i i definitely don't think it's like i know i I can see why you don't want it to be like narcissistic or to come across like arrogant or anything like that but i feel like if you know who you are and you know you're true to that and you know that your intention is always love and you know you know that's not really who you are then dude just write it out like dude freaking (laughs) be that person own it you know i feel like a lot of times you want to dim our light because like society tells us if you're confident you know if you all these things like you're arrogant or you're you know all these things but it's like dude hell no freaking let your line shine like that's so beautiful like spread that and i could tell like just meeting you even like at the pod and just seeing the way you guys are like all three of you guys like i fuck with you guys is like vibe like your energy you guys are just so funny you You guys are so cool like to talk to she heard we do drugs these are my people i love that so much so thank you for sharing that was it? I'm trying to remember. Was it the first time when we did them when I was like, when I kept saying, like, I love drugs, bro? Yeah, I love was drugs. That uh, it was like, <laughs> Griffin, it was like, Griffin, and he was like, he's like, yeah, out loud, he was like, I love, and he looks around, he's like, I love drugs. What you were going to say, brother? Um, I mean, the first two times I did mushrooms, they were very, I didn't do that much. Yeah. Um, I mean, the second time I did like three grams, right? Oh. And that that's considered already moving into like yeah, yeah but like you're gonna start seeing. Shit. But yeah. it 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 wasn't. It was just I felt good. It Did was you just, see anything? No, I've never. I don't really trip visually. Oh, that's good. Um, but the last time that we did the one he's talking about it, I took less than three. Um, but it was like a, a special strand, like one of the most potent strand. Oh, it's called penis envy. So I was like, <laughs> hey, I think I'm gonna take less. I think I took like what two point five two or something like that. 
the most terrifying like <laughs> thing ever. Like it was terrifying. What'd you see? Um, what'd you experience? So at first, um, I was like, oh, this is just the come up. Like I can handle it. Like it was weird because like. What does uh, the come up feel like? I'm sorry. I hear you guys saying that a lot. Like the come up is like so, the worst. Like what does that so feel like? When you take shrooms, you obviously don't just immediately start like like high. Okay. Like a, it takes about an hour to an hour and a half to slowly start easing into it. Okay. And that's what you call the come up. It's before you peak, before okay. you, like you're fully seeing and like you're usually like, oh, you're shit. very nauseous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've heard that. The yeah. symptoms of the come up are nausea, uh, para- not anxiety, um, and kind of like. I'd say those are mainly the main two, nausea and anxiety. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and it, it's, I've taken them now a good amount of times to where I'm like, you can't really go Avoid around that? it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's always going to feel that way. And it, it's the most intimidating part okay. because you feel as though something bad is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And the way I kind of equate it to is that shrooms really do change your perception of like how you perceived the reality you're kind of like always used to. Okay. So your body's as an animal, right? It's, okay. it's DNA is being like, this is an animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like something's wrong. Like the survival so, uh, our, instinct is being yeah. triggered. Yeah. So you feel very anxious, and you mm-hmm. feel like to some people, I can see why they would freak out freak because out. Mm-hmm. it probably feels like they're you, fighting it instead yeah. of accepting yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's one of the things of like if you want to try shrooms, you have to like really accept that you're gonna yeah. see something. Yeah. Stop saying no and start saying yes. Just, right. Yeah. Going with mm-hmm. the flow type. Just yeah. Allowing it to be. Um. But you were saying, Brandon. Yeah, and for this trip, I mean, I went out of my way. To like really like um, well because like, I had I just was reading up on the on the strand Mike Tyson does them and oh, Mike Tyson shit. says <laughs> that's such like, a funny right? like, yeah. <laughs> dude, every, I don't know why every time I picture Mike Tyson in my head like I just want to laugh like, dude, right? I don't know, like yeah. his smile like I don't know and he himself says that they're no joke and if Mike Tyson says something that is oh, is no yeah. joke I'm gonna listen to yeah, Mike Tyson right uh, so I was like I'll take less and then I read a lot of people say that like they go like vegan for a little bit. So like I was, I tried being vegan for like a couple months and it was okay for me. Um, But I, a lot of people say, or I've seen a few people say that they do like a a vegetarian vegan diet for like a day or two before. And I was like, I'll try that. I'll see what happens. Cause they were saying like plants and plants, you know what I mean? So I was like, I'll try it. Let's see what's up with that. And then a lot of people say you should write your intentions of what you want from that. that So I did that too. And so I went in that like he did everything. I did everything. All right, you guys. I did everything, and I still had a like scary trip. I mean, it at first, at first, like it was. I thought the come up for me was it was rough, but I thought I was like okay. What? Why do you say it was rough? Like, what were you feeling? I was just nausea and anxiety, but I again, I was like, I can handle this. Um, and then I walked down to the the shore because we were at the beach. And I, these birds were like flying over and like my vision, like, and the birds look like super HD. And he came to like, I guess like check up on me. And like, I could just not for the life of me, keep up with what he was saying. Like, I couldn't really like, yeah. he was like, oh, like oh, I couldn't, you know okay. what I mean? Like I, I couldn't hear him. And then I would hyper focus on everything. And it was weird because it started to feel like I didn't have control over my body. Like my body was making decisions for me. Like they were laughing because they were like, we'd come up to you and you just walk away. And I was like, I remember that. And I was like, and I remember saying like, why am I doing that? Like I remember looking down at my feet and then my legs would just start moving for me. And I was like, this is kind of starting to like scare me a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, because I was like, at one point I started walking far 
And I was like, I don't want to get lost yeah. like on the beach, like turn around and I'm, I don't know where anybody is. So I went back to, cause she was sitting uh, on the towels. And like, when I looked up, it looked like she went, like she was far away oh, and shit. I was walking and it felt like I wasn't getting closer. Oh, like I was just like, like I was like, oh man, like this is, this is a little intense, but I was like, I can handle it. And then we all sat down and like, it was cool. It was cool. Like uh, it evened out. I was like, maybe it was just a little much being on the shore, okay. all the people, all the waves, all the birds. Yeah, I just thought maybe it was just a little much. But that was just phase one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. My God. And then um, I had brought also uh, cuties, like oranges. Um, I because- some girls. I'm like, hey, um, but yeah, and I was like, I'm just gonna have some, like, you know, maybe it'll help me yeah. out, have some other stuff in the system. Uh, like I started peeling it and it started looking like really funny. I was like, this does not look like an orange. Like this looks so weird. And I was, and I, I was eating it, but I didn't remember like eating it. Like I was like, I don't remember putting that orange in my mouth, but I'm chewing it. <laughs> and then I started looking around and it was, there was like oranges everywhere. But like, not like there's actual oranges, but like orange peels and like, like squished oranges everywhere. everywhere? Yeah. And what? I was like, am I making a mess? Like, I feel like these are <gasps> oh, everywhere. Shit. And they're like, no, there's nothing. Like, there's nothing. And I was like, no, I swear, like, there's stuff here. Like, I squished some oranges and I started getting like annoyed because I was like, oh, I'm making a mess. And they're I like, kept no. You too. I was like, I, I was doing my best because I could tell he was starting to go yeah. off the rails. And I was like, dude, I'm telling you, like, it's okay. Even if it is a mess, like it's fine, bro. We'll clean it up. Do you ever sorry, do you ever say like, hey, remember you're on shrooms? It's like do you ever say anything like, Hey, remember you're on shrooms? Like I know it you're believing that, but just remember you're having like an experience yeah. right now. Do you guys ever say anything like that? Later those lines? later on that that is what I say, but I think Well the you'll only get to that point. the Yeah. Um so I started looking around and I was like, There's oranges everywhere. <laughs> like I'm like there's a mess and I was like, uh and I started doing what this they call looping, right? Where I would just like do something and I go, did I just do that? And he'd be like, oh no, or yeah. And I'd do it again and I'd go, did I just do that? Oh, shit. And I did that. Like, and he was getting me into it because he kept asking me the same thing. I kept being like, no, it's okay. You're fine. And um, and I could tell, like, I could tell, like, we're, we're starting to talk about the same thing over and over. Oh, yeah. shit. And I remember, like, at one point I got up and then I sat back down and I was like, did I just get up and sit back down? What? Like, I don't remember if I did or not. And then, like, I was like, okay, like, I know for right now that I'm freaking out. And I was like, um, the ins- the instinct in me was to like, nah, like like freak out, but like not make it known. Okay. But they say you're not supposed to do that on mushrooms. Yeah. Like it makes it infinitely worse if you do that. To do what? I'm sorry. To not. To like to just act, to act, to like, act you're, like you're good. To act oh, to like just, you're good okay, or to okay. act like, or to fight it. You okay. know, they say that's infinitely worse. So I was like, I'll just cut that head off and be like, I, so I told him, I was yeah, like, he was like, are you good? And I was like, no, I'm not. He's like, I'm going to be honest, bro. Like I'm kind of freaking out. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I was like, I wasn't like scared more than it was just like overwhelming because like it was weird because i started looking around right and um there was like police like on atvs you know they ride on the <laughs> on the beach and i was like why are there police here steve like why are there police like, why are and he, they shirtless and he, was, <laughs> and he was like oh i don't know joe biden's in town like yeah. like uh There's security right here. you know a lot of people here mm-hmm. and i started thinking like oh shit did i do something because uh, i remember he said brandon talk to me and for my brain registered it as oh i'm doing something oh, like i'm okay. like yelling or yeah. doing something because then i started looking around everybody was looking at me oh shit and i was like oh like 
this is not like i'm every time i think that i have it i sweeps the rug out of front of me so i just laid down and i was like it'll pass right and it did it it was it still kept getting higher and higher and i remember i remember when you laid down i i looked at you because i was do you remember i was leaning over on the mm-hmm. sand because yeah. i was tripping pretty hard too but i I wanted to be there for you and i'm like like brandon uh how are you doing and he's like i just don't know man and he looked me like straight into my eyes and i swear because especially because i was tripping i saw everything you were seeing <gasps> oh, and i was shit. like and i had to look away from your eyes because i was like holy shit <gasps> oh, dude shit. you're like tripping like crazy right <laughs> oh, now. and i remember shit. what really like what the hammer on the nail for i mean the whatever the expression yeah, is yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what, you're it like, like, what it was what it was for me was was like was i started talking to him and them uh, i mean him and julie and i was trying to like you know ground myself because and it wasn't working because i started looking at them and they didn't look like people like they weren't like i know i said i don't trip visually and i still stand by that but it was just weird because i was like you guys don't like i don't understand what you are yeah and it started like that like the rest of everything we were talking about nothing made sense like at all and that's hard to like describe because like you know things make sense i'm talking things make sense right but i was talking to him and he was talking about spider-man like the lakers and all that i was trying to get his mind yeah yeah yeah. and i remember thinking what what's what's basketball like i don't know what that is like what are you talking about like i don't know what you're talking about and he was saying like steph curry and like lebron james (laughs) and i remember it was tripping me out even more because i was like i don't know what that is like i i don't know what that is i actually don't know what that is and i was thinking about my phone and i was like i I, what is that like i don't that's that was the worst part of it was not i felt like i was lost like i just didn't know anything at all and that, I don't know, that's hard to describe, right? Because yeah. like, even to imagine, I mean, even me, I'm having a hard time like remembering yeah. it because yeah. it's like, how do you just not know what things are? Yeah. From my perspective, it was like, especially trippy because he, like he said, he wasn't being shy about it. Like, I, I felt like if you looked at him, you could tell he was like freaking out because okay. he kept looking around, like he kept mm. looking at his surroundings and you kept clutching your, your stuff. Yeah. You kept clutching. He I kept grabbing things. Yeah. And, and he, he was like shoved off because uh, some girl was like walking by and he grabbed all his stuff and, and he was just like this and i remember <laughs> i remember doing <laughs> it's a white girl like, I, no, I, like I was like fuck like what do i do and and what you kept doing that like would very like it wouldn't trip me out but it would make me almost sad is you kept looking at your intention note because he wrote his intentions oh, down oh yeah he kept opening it up and reading it and then he would like clutch it like to oh. his chest <laughs> yeah well okay so i remember the reason i kept grabbing stuff is because you know how i said i didn't know what anything was i was like i feel like i need like stability stability like i was like i need to know that things are here yeah something to like like i need to know that i'm still on this planet like that that, like i'm still here so when i was grabbing stuff i was like none of this feels like it's real or like i'm here and maybe he, that was sorry maybe that was like the whole gist like nothing's fucking real nothing matters like this is just a human experience detach let go like maybe that was kind of like the the ego death. no like, yeah yeah, like no, no, to, yeah, yeah. That, that's why i kept reading the the intentions because what it said I do, and I won't share it only because, not because like anything oh, personal, okay, just, but just because I'm still like uh, trying to decipher. I'm still like yeah, deciphering because okay. I like to journal, so I okay. was I'm oh, still journaling about that. it because okay. like he said they last a long time, yeah. like the effect afterwards lasts a long time, and I was reading it because I was like 
I've always felt that I don't trip very visually. Okay. But shrooms, like, they talk. Like, they don't... Mm. I know people, when you hear that, if you haven't done them, you think, like, oh, what? They, like, they show up, like, little... <laughs> little <laughs> they show up, like, <laughs> No, it's more, like, very, like, clear ideas. Okay. You know what I mean? And that's what was the, my past two experiences were, where they were just extremely clear ideas, and I go, oh, I never saw it that way. Okay. And this time, they were, but it was, like... I was like, what are you trying to tell me? That was what it was basically yeah. for me. But then when it calmed down, I was like, ah, that wasn't so Bro, bad. But you know what's so funny is that it just like, he just like snapped out of it. Like, he, I don't even remember like how. I just remember you just went, okay, I think I'm okay now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you remember how that, you came about that? Or I think just... I slowly was like. Were you coming down or that had nothing to do with mm, your coming down? I don't think I was necessarily coming down so much as I, I think I was like. Because whenever you, I know, at least me, whenever you're like really high and you're starting to get scared, you're like, did I mess myself up? Is this permanent? Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, and I was like, uh, I just remember saying like, ah, this is all bullshit. Like, this is all in my head. Okay. And, and how it was saying, like, it kept showing me like, um, like, I, I remember when he met, mentioned Joe Biden, I was thinking about the president. <laughs> Joe Biden and i was thinking Our about president. yeah yeah exactly yeah 2024 now, so. Another uh, term. no but i was thinking about how like the people he was talking about like spider-man or lebron james steph curry joe biden i was like i don't know any difference these are nothing to me yeah. and i was like i guess maybe the gist of what it's saying is that you know there's no there's, it's all in your head do you know what i mean it, anything only has meaning like if you give, if you it, give right? it right yeah. and so i was like oh i guess i can see what you're saying okay. and then like pretty quickly i started like coming back um okay. and yeah I mean, and after you enjoyed the rest of your trip yeah yeah, yeah. We, i mean <laughs> i remember just i he went he needed to use the restroom and i didn't need to i just went with him because i was just having such a good time yeah yeah and uh yeah i mean after that but like i i, I still feel like objectively that was the scariest like high i've ever had mm -hmm. but it wasn't scarring at all like it wasn't like mm. i've had bad trips on weed and those were more scarring i was yeah. gonna say that like yeah. what stood out to me is that you said like you start wondering damn did this fuck me up forever yeah that's what happens to me when i'm when i start tripping out like on weed mm -hmm. that's i feel like that thought in of itself is what kind of keeps me from trying other things more because I feel like I have like this huge fear. I don't know if it's like fear of death, like at mm -hmm. the root of it, or just mm -hmm. fear of, like just fucking myself up mentally. Because I know you hear a lot of people going mm -hmm. to psychosis, and, like yeah. they never come back from that, yeah. like that different. And mm -hmm. that honestly is my fear, where it's like. But I think it just kind of goes back to like what you were saying, like just having to like let go, you know, and just kind of mm -hmm. like accept things. And I feel like if you don't fight it, you don't create that much resistance. We kind of like scramble your mind just kind of go with the flow it just kind of works no better. definitely yeah. though i feel like um i've always felt that there's like this weird like thing about weed of how like it's completely harmless everybody should do it it's yeah. nothing but benefits yeah and you know i mean i'm sure it has a lot of benefits but for a lot of people some people have mental problems yeah. and it's really bad for you yeah, if you have yeah, mental problems yeah. so i feel like you know if if you don't feel ready i don't think you should do it like of you course. should be responsible yeah, with sure. like your mental health because that's sure. i think that's really serious yeah. you know for sure because some people don't come back, you know? Mm. Yeah, that's the scary part. But then it also makes me wonder, I don't know how you guys feel about, uh, I don't know if you guys are religious or not, I'm getting the vibe that you're not, but um, 
you know, you, you hear a lot of people say that, you know, we're souls having a human experience mm-hmm. and that we, you know, we have a contract before we come to earth. You know, we decide what our life is going to look like, what relationships we're going to have, what our problems are going to be, like what lessons we're going to learn. Uh, have you guys heard of anything like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, you know, it kind of makes me wonder, like those people that get stuck in those states of psychosis or like they don't come back from those trips. I wonder if like they chose to come and have like that experience does that make sense as yeah. like brutal as it sounds yeah. you know what yeah. i mean I like you, saying, yeah. you know because i i mean there's a lot of fucked up shit that happens in the world all the time but sometimes it makes me wonder because honestly i i do feel like i'm leaning to like words like where i believe that you know where it's like mm-hmm. we we forget obviously when we come here what our life is going to mm-hmm. look like but we do decide before we come down here like what, what your life what is going to look do. like yeah so it's like kind of there's kind of some comfort in that and like mm-hmm. knowing that we chose to have this experience whether it's good or bad and the duality of just life you know it's yeah. there's going to be good but there's also going to be bad mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's just like, I kind of, I feel like those are comforting thoughts to me when I think about taking shrooms or even smoking weed sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, like, even if I do have a fear of shit just hitting the fan, I also kind of find comfort in knowing that if it does hit the fan, well, it's like, I chose for it to be that way. So yeah. there's yeah, something to learn yeah. there, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. What you said kind of reminds me of like a really good segment that uh, we had like on our podcast where we talked about like, do we believe that how exists? And if it does, like is it right for bad people in this life to be punished for bad things they did in this life? That's and, so true. And we, we concluded that, well, at least what I said was that, like, to me, if God existed, I think it would be messed up to to even bad people to send them to hell because, like, I think souls who live here on earth are almost like kids. Like, we don't know any better. Yeah. Like, the universe is so big and, like, mm-hmm. this is kind of us just learning experience. And exactly. to then, like forever for eternity yeah. to be punished in hell yeah or like what the universe is billions of years old and yeah. in your 30 like to like yeah. 80 year lifespan mm-hmm. you did something bad and you're, you're just gonna like forever, forever. Yeah. that's so yeah. true yeah and i definitely agree with that and i feel like it ties into kind of like you know the whole like religious aspect how religion is truly made to control people you mm-hmm. know i don't know if you guys believe yeah. that i mean i do think there's a lot of truth to like the bible and a lot of things that we taught we're great like you know don't kill humans that's a great one you know that's something that we learned you know we don't kill and that's that's great you know there's a lot of good stuff in there that we learned but for the most part i feel like a lot of stuff was tweaked for the control of the population like Mm -hmm. you said like putting that fear in you that if you like fuck up or if you sin it's like you're damned to go to hell forever Mm -hmm. and that for the most part keeps people in line you know like they don't want to act out or they don't want to go against the norm it's like a nanny cam right exactly exactly so i definitely i i agree with that it's like it shouldn't do you guys believe that i don't know if you guys ever heard the term like hell is here like earth is hell you know and like we could have heaven here on earth like there's no such thing as heaven or hell like we could have heaven here on earth if everyone just kind of like that's what that's what people say about like jesus right where they where they have like more spirit uh, less uh like fitting the catholic christian like narrative where they'll say like what jesus was teaching was like how to live heaven on earth so like so like forgive others that's like what you're supposed to do you know that's what Mm -hmm. i don't know that that, like the goal of life isn't to live a good life and then rewarded with heaven exactly. it's to bring to make earth heaven exactly yeah. exactly no i definitely re- i've heard that as one well. and that to me resonates more than the way that we were traditionally thought to think about jesus yeah. you know um some but- context uh, i don't know if you know but the three of us we all went to private school yeah we all went to years. catholic school yeah, yeah. yeah. private school yeah how was that? how was that um i didn't <laughs> have a good experience my sister she was I'm, older so she had like a, a complete okay, and you're a girl and i feel like yeah. that's different yeah okay but like make no mistake like i don't think any of us are really religious 
Are we? Yeah, not really, no. 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 I feel I feel like for me, I we were well, we, well, yeah. I think we were all in it for what, like nine years. Yeah, yeah. From, from like kinder, kinder, kinder to kinder to eighth grade, and then I did half a year of high at ninth grade. Yeah, and then like second disclaimer, also like private school sounds like all fancy. It was pretty. It good. was pretty. Yeah, it was yeah. Pretty yeah. Good. I've heard that. I've actually heard that. Before. <laughs> it yeah. was. Wait, we're like, recording, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe a, how many? Like maybe like a hundred kids in the school top. Like, Only hundred. That, and that's and that's like, saying eight, a lot yeah, too. Every class had like ten kids. Yeah. Oh my god. Maybe, I feel like the biggest was always like 20 like yeah 20 there really was class. not that many kids yeah. in that school a yeah. hundred's very generous were yeah. you guys were like with a lot of kids bad in school or no uh, Almost part everybody was like, my class like i had for some reason like the teachers really liked my specific class they didn't like my so class luckily i would like always get like free passes like I, they would like love <laughs> us for some reason and they hated his class uh, he's obviously younger than me he was one uh, grade below me mm. and like sometimes we'd be making noise and then they'd get mad at his class <gasps> yeah. and it was basically free reign we could do no You're wrong like, <laughs> yeah. like, it's not my fault yeah. yeah i hated that i was like i literally don't even You're do like, anything i'm literally quiet i for real i literally i hung out with their class yeah. and i was like why did i get punished yeah. <laughs> But eventually, sometimes they'd be like, ah, you weren't even here. And I was like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, um, I mean, in hindsight, it wasn't was, too weird. They weren't yeah. too crazy well, with the religious stuff. Because I'm assuming nine years you guys went to public school afterwards. We what do you to, think were like the main differences between private and like public? Well, well um, we went to a charter school. We went, yeah, we went and then to we yeah. also, all three of us went to the same charter school. <laughs> and then we went <laughs> yeah. to the same college. <laughs> yeah. yeah oh, wait, so you guys never went to public school? No. no. We What's charter the charter school? school? Like you have to pay? It's no. like, um, it's, it's privately like it's privately funded yeah. but yeah it's funded by like basically like a foundation like a, yeah. like a family basically owns the school yeah it's oh. like a public it's like school the, it's like almost yeah. like a hybrid like it's between private and public so it's like right in the middle did Maybe. your why did you guys parents did your parents ever tell you why they chose that route my like, mom said because she wanted us to stick to smaller schools that that's the reason she told me because i didn't want to go to that charter school the reason i didn't want to go is because i didn't want to wear a uniform because if you go to a charter school you're still wearing a uniform yeah. in high school and i was like bro i've been wearing a uniform all through catholic school and i want to get out of it yeah and she was like no you're going here because then there was the other one another school um another campus and it had like four different colleges and she's like i'm not letting you in there like that's that's too much for you i was she would say like no like you you have to go to a smaller school so which is why she put us in the charter school that's the reason she told me um i don't know if there was like a whole other different for reason me, it's because she went there so like, you <laughs> yeah. sure oh you're younger than her yeah, yeah i'm, I'm, younger, I'm yeah. the oldest yeah. oh i thought you were older no, yeah, I'm not. They always say that. <laughs> yeah, everybody always says I'm older than my yeah. sister. Yeah. Wait, how old are you guys? Uh, I'm 23. I'm 25. Oh, okay, dope, he's, dope. he's a little baby. I'm 21, yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> like a baby. Yeah, and that was the reason she told me. And then eventually she's like, for college, you can choose wherever you want to go. But she's like, for now, I want you to go to a small school, so you're going there. And it was pretty much a small school. In total, it's probably like, what, like 400 probably? 500. 500. Yeah, it was pretty small. Yeah. It wasn't too bad. 400 to the 500. charter school. Yeah. 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 And in Catholic school, did you guys have like a lesson in like the Bible every day? Uh, We had like, so it was like, 
It was like every other school, right? Where you have your subjects. Yeah. But it was like one teacher. Like one teacher taught everything. Oh, yeah. And then like, you know how you'd have science or like math? They'd be like, all right, get out your religion books. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't the Bible, which is weird. It was like a religion. It was like, an actual book. It was a like, book. Yeah. It was like a school religion book where yeah. they would be like, this is what happened here. And like, this is what Jesus says. And then or, we would go to church on Friday. Yeah, church on Friday. <laughs> Sometimes we talk about like, especially during the pandemic, we reminisce about it. And we were like, I feel like some, some 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 there was a lot of questionable stuff that they like exposed us to like yeah. we were because the bible sometimes kind of graphic like it talks okay. about beheadings and like yeah. killings you'd get like kid versions of like people being beheaded like the from like already like what first the hell grade is yeah the kid version of being beheaded How it's just like cartoons like the cartoons. yeah it's like yeah. the x's nothing over too the graphic yeah, yeah they had like x's on their eyes <laughs> Uh, yeah. But we always, I always tell my sister, the reason I feel like we have always been into like conversating and like deep thinking is because the Bible is kind of like a philosophy book. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. So like yeah. we were basically forced to like read philosophy. Did we ever get sex ed in? No, we didn't, right? In D- I in did. DSS? I did. You I got, think when you, I think the yeah, eighth graders. Like I don't, eighth it. it's it I don't really remember it. But I remember good touch, bad touch. I yeah, remember that. Different. That was different, but I remember yeah. that. Um, I, I don't really remember anything like alarming like for a long time i thought it was pretty like Normal. it wasn't like they weren't i always felt they weren't too overbearing with the religion until like my last year um because usually they'd say stuff like oh they wouldn't really talk about like sex or anything like they just pick out the sin or they wouldn't really talk about drugs because i mean everybody in school tells you not to do drugs anyways yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it wasn't really that big a yeah. deal but then in eighth grade we had like this teacher right and he somebody brought up like gay marriage and the the kids were kind of arguing over like oh, no it's a choice or like you're born like that and then somebody said like why is that wrong like why if you if you don't have a choice and the teacher said well put it this way if i was born like loving to rob banks would that be okay what? and i was and i remember i remember when he said that that left such a like a bad taste in my mouth because I remember being like, that sounds so like wrong. You know what I mean? That's not even like the same. That's not even close. Right? <laughs> not even the same. Like yeah. Like, well, because also that's like it's implying that being gay is like a bad thing. Yeah, initially. like yeah, it's initially exactly. a bad thing. Yeah. And I was like, and I remember I won't say who, but I remember someone. I won't say who. Somebody, somebody somebody there because i remember i was saying like no like i'm pretty sure like people are born that way like it's not a choice and somebody else was on my side saying yeah and it's because this person had like a, a relative who was like that um, and i'd also left the bad taste in my mouth because i was like you're kind of telling like this kid like yeah. who's like 13 that hey like your your relative is like a bad person and like, it's hurtful yeah. because those examples to a 13 year old brain seem logical you know what i mean it's like imagine being like young and naive and someone giving you the example and you're like, hmm, well, you're right. Like, yeah, yeah. if I do love Robin Banks, that's not right. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, exactly. so it's, it's really yeah. a form of brainwashing yeah. and yeah. it's sad because then yeah. that's how they grow up being like homophobic. Mm-hmm. And then themselves, they, and I feel like that's the case for a lot of people that are homophobic nowadays. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, it's not even themselves that really think that way. It's just their programming and yeah. they just can't see beyond that. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I mean, I remember when we when I first went to the high school, I remember meeting gay people, and it was just like, I don't know, it was just weird because like I was like I didn't I had no problem at all with them, but like I was just like the school had been so, such a, a way not, of like it was just it was it was just like to go from 
hearing that like that's so bad like yeah. like that comparing that to somebody like a bank robber yeah and then like i'm like this is just like another person like yeah, there's nothing like exactly. wrong at all with this it's just weird and the wild thing yeah. about that is like let's hypothetically speaking let's say that it is wrong yeah. in quotes you know that it's being homophobic is wrong yeah they're not even hurting anyone though yeah. like it's not even something where it's like you it's know they're decision, causing right? pain it's like their own mm. personal decision that they're mm -hmm. doing and if you see it as like you're gonna go to hell if you do that well at the end of the day that's between them and god you know so like yeah. why is it something that we're already being conditioned to like demonize them and like bring them down you yeah. know just because of something that is their own personal preference yeah you know? and, and i remember um there was this biology teacher who was like mini famous in our school because he was so cool okay. um and he was like a flaming atheist hated everything oh, religion in high school, right? yeah yeah he hated religion was like would challenge anybody who like was like let's our school yeah okay. he would like be like all right let's have an argument why do you believe god and he would and that was the first time I ever heard anybody talk like that yeah. about like the proverbial God or whatever. Yeah. And like to go for, again, to go from like all these people who like, yeah. that's the most revered thing ever. Like, yeah. don't you dare say the Lord's name in vain. Yeah. And this other guy is like, that's all bullshit. You know, yeah. uh, it's like, it's such a jarring, like, yeah. but I think necessary, you know? Do you like, feel like yeah. it, you got curious or do you feel like your ego was like, trying, like, did no, you get defensive? I don't think I really cared. It was just more like the initial, like, the how, how can you say that? Yeah. Like, like, you know kind of like hearing cussing for the first yeah. time like wow this adult is saying that mm -hmm. yeah. you know so that was more for me at least yeah, yeah. i remember uh in the private school i had this friend and she had a boyfriend like in the private school and they were holding hands and the substitute teacher who was like always substitute uh, she saw them and she went up to them and she told her that she can get pregnant by holding shut hands. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I remember that. I, I was, yeah, I was there. And what she said, you know? She, she obviously didn't believe yeah. it. Oh, she was okay. like, yeah. I don't think this is true. Because yeah. we were already like seventh graders. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have an idea. Yeah. 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 Like, who's she trying to fool? Yeah. 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 But it's still the fact that she said that, right? That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, pretty weird. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like the more whenever we like reminisce about it, like it was cool because obviously I had you and like we yeah. would joke around and be like yeah. little dumb kids. Yeah. But like we think about some of the stuff and like they were there was a lot of teachers who were like they they didn't really believe in mental illness to the point where some kids who were slower than the other kids. It was more of like they'd get mad at them because they think they're just dumb. <gasps> oh, that pisses wrong? me off. Yeah, no, yeah, that makes I could so see that. Yeah. Um, I hate that so. Oh, I want to. But yeah, it, it it's just like it's weird because like in the moment you're like you're like a kid, right? You you don't know that. Mm -hmm. Like you're like, relying on these adults to yeah. guide you. Yeah, you're telling them. I mean, yeah, you're telling. They're telling you like this is right and wrong. But then like you leave, and all of a sudden it's like, whoa! I don't know that that was yeah. cool, man. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. like uh, yeah, it was. I mean, I remember um, my. I think she was my seventh and eighth grade teacher. She would always yell at us. Like she would always yell at us. Oh, I know. Who um, and <laughs> I remember after I left, and a couple years, like I had already like graduated high school i could still hear her yelling because like we we lived close by to the school and so when they were i'd be at recess she would be yelling at the kids and like line up and blah blah i'd be like oh my god i'm so triggered and, oh and like god. i already graduated high school and everything and like my ass would like be like triggered by like her voice Bro, like, yelled back, always... Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> no but a lot of teachers were really mean yeah there. i don't they know were, why I, I don't know why it was just like was that you did you experience that like too like... not gonna lie no. no i don't have any memory of 
teachers being assholes. I have memory of being them being strict, but like in a respectful way. Like you know, they would speak sternly, or you know, but they would never like yell at us or like degrade us. That's funny because I thought that was normal. I thought that was normal, Loki. I swear, yeah, I thought that was normal. I thought everybody just like middle school teachers just yell at kids. Yeah, Yeah, because my principal was like the main like she was the main like evil like she like basically hated kids. I remember one time I wanted to ask her something. And I was so scared because I knew I knew her reputation. I had seen it. And I was like, oh, maybe it's like, okay, I'll just maybe wait. Maybe she'll be nice. Yeah. And so I'm like, uh, excuse me, miss. I'm not going to say your name. And then she's like, can't you see I'm talking to somebody right now? Oh, my and God. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, And then I just went away. And I, I don't even remember what I was going to ask. The yeah. most like I've seen like a teacher like yell or be rude. But it was always directed like at one person. Like if one student was acting out, mm-hmm. then she would like yell like at that. Mm-hmm. student or like mm-hmm. you know but it was like very rare to see like a teacher like yeah. get out of character like that where it would like make mm-hmm. them react in such like a extreme way mm-hmm. um but i not personally in me and my classes but i i have heard of like other teachers where like they're all the kids are being wild i don't know if you guys for the most part like you said you have little classes like 10 max mm-hmm. 20 students but yeah. with us it was like 32 35 students per class and it was like periods were rotating to like different like mm-hmm. groups of students like every period so um, I do feel like that probably was more overwhelming. So I would hear about sometimes where literally you can be like in a classroom next to a classroom. You could hear them yelling like they're just like monkeys. It felt like they're just monkeys like roaming like all over the class and yelling and being loud. And in those cases, you would hear like maybe like a yell where it's like, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like stop or like, you know, like mm-hmm. something. But it was never anything like like directed at someone you know what it was like more like a, as a whole you know what i mean yeah but it was for me personally it was rare. i don't know so was your experience different because i don't know if you were bad oh you did yeah. huh I, in, I did a christian school i wasn't even christian <laughs> <laughs> but my public school experience in middle school because when i first went to middle school it was a whole switch i was like what the fuck because i in my for me, in Christian school, if you weren't Christian, you're going to hell. <laughs> really? Wow. So, and then going into a middle school in Fontana, where everything's like drugs, sex, and I was so, I was like, well, what the fuck? Everybody's going to hell. Namido. Yeah, Namido, stay safe. <laughs> yeah. I just broke in and just started cussing, and that's where I let loose. I was like, I felt caged in this whole time when I went to seventh grade. I was like, mm. I was saying fuck for everything. no yeah i mean i remember kids were mean i remember they would always talk i remember there's a school right next to our catholic school and it had a bad reputation that other school it was a bad like public Public school school, like kids would come from that school and they tell like some scary stories like like what's it called when people are saved when people leave a country <laughs> like free. refugees or they'd be like refugees <laughs> yeah. they literally I got out always, yeah. <laughs> no definitely like, oh yeah. God, like, like you guys don't know how good you guys have it like over there in that school like people get into fights like they I remember they told me a story about they threw a chair from the second story and landed on a girl oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I heard about that one yeah, yeah. and I yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they were like, "We never got any homework. Like, we just didn't do anything." And like, they would talk bad about that school, and like, see how like that doesn't exist. Bullying doesn't exist here. And I was like, mm. I, I, a lot of kids were really yeah. mean. Yeah. See, like, see what yeah. see what I mean about like the whole like school system in general, even private, public, charter. Like, mm-hmm. you're literally giving your child up for eight hours of a day 
since the since kindergarten like i told you guys earlier from one to seven children are being programmed literally like they're in a hypnosis state where everything they're observing and learning they're taking it and internalizing it and that's what creates your subconscious mind i don't know if you guys heard of the subconscious mm-hmm. and conscious mm-hmm. yeah well everything practically from one to seven is stored in your subconscious mind and, like that's where everything is at and that's like that's the crazy thing to me it's like we are still sending our kids to school and you know that's i feel like where a lot of like the just like just the brainwashing is happening and like mm. the insecurity and like that's where kind of you you're bullied you know you're, you're people are being mean to you the, the beliefs are being instilled in you are probably not the best you know mm. the way you are able to you learn to suppress your emotions because you don't want to speak out because you're scared of someone being mean or it's like mm. there's just no it's not a safe space for mm. the most part and not only from the teachers but also from like you know you have a bunch of kids projecting onto each other mm. all day yeah. for eight hours a day yeah. whether it's something mm. nice or mean and it's just like it's just fucked up like these systems are so fucking rigged but yeah. they're not you know like you were saying like everyone's just going with it like you were saying in the podcast like everyone's mm-hmm. just like oh like it's the way it is and politics as well it's, mm-hmm. it's the way it is and that that shit's so aggravating to me it's like no like <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to send my son to school dude yeah. I it's funny because we recently were talking about yeah. it because we were like we we were talking about mostly about like history and like the things that we learned through history of like the u.s was like the good guy and like we went to war and then this happened and then we learned about slavery but we never were like this was wrong like why did we do this like and like they haven't gotten reparations for it like where's yeah. all that and then we kind of just learned that like the u.s is like good and like we did all these laws all these politics for like good reasons and like but we don't learn like the other parts of it of like how this land was like stolen and like all of like the natives who were here and what happened with them like we don't learn those things we tend to learn them in college we sugarcoat them like we do learn about them but like in a super sugar and we eventually learn about them but in college yeah Yeah. through professors who like are like i want to talk about this like there's a lot of like chicano studies there's like um like uh what's the other one like sex studies and like gender studies i love my chicano studies those are all like they happen but they all happen in college like they don't happen early on early on you just learn about the u.s there are some good history teachers in high school that really do dismantle i feel like they're super rare but Mm -hmm. i've i've i had one and but and i've heard of also the other ones that really did say things for what they were and i feel like those Mm -hmm. teachers are so important i really hope that in the future since i know schools are still going to be around i really hope more teachers yeah. that are going into like that profession really like yeah. choose to yeah. teach like what and really I, and i feel like it's slowly happening because yeah, i feel like sure. especially our, our generation and maybe some of those like older than us have already seen that mm-hmm. um and i but i think i feel like the other part of the downside of that is that the way that they don't get paid well. oh yeah and a lot of them like especially now with like covid that happened and then like now with like People saying, like, you're not even safe out of school anymore. Like, all those things jeopardize, like, us trying to come up, kind of. Which is, like, (laughs) which is, like, we come up, but then, like, all these other things happen. So, I know it's, like, really frustrating. Um, But I know, like, earlier you mentioned, like, it sometimes gets tiring. But I think that's, like, the important part is to, like, not give up on it. Like, to just keep going. Like, I know it's hard. Um, and it's also like the thing of like we're not the only ones kind of like having that same mentality of like yeah. we want to help we want to help but yeah. it's hard because um, I know we talked about it and we were like bro even talking about it sometimes is scary because like just the government in general like it's yeah. scary to us like yeah. especially like they've done a lot to oppress like brown and black people yeah. that it's just like they can and like with things happening now it's like that but 
Yeah, like for us, I don't know. Growing up, I was like, I just learned about history, like how it went, and I didn't know anything else other than that until I went to college and yeah. I learned a lot more about yeah. our stuff. And yeah. then I was like, okay, like, yeah. But that's like what later on in adulthood when you're like 20, yeah, you learn about that, yeah. But yet, like, all these years you've been yeah. learning about something else, yeah, yeah. So, I think what you said is something that I've talked to my sister about that gives me like anxiety when i think about having kids right mm-hmm. i think about myself and how i grew up i feel like i got just lucky like i ended up being like i made good friends mm-hmm. i could have easily have met bad people bad friends it could have gone worse yeah it could have mm-hmm. gone really bad and like you said the school system right like it's so inconsistent that like if i were to have a kid like i'd i'd want them to obviously grow up like me grow up educated grow up like giving a shit yeah but like i'd be scared that like i don't know maybe the teachers will like instill in them like bad habits and like bad ideas one of the things that i learned recently was that one of the important things that once you know our children start getting older you know like my son right now is he's gonna turn three but he already speaks really well and you know we communicate in the best way that we can but obviously there's it's very limited his capacity of understanding and learning and communicating but i'm imagining when they hit five you know that's when they start going to school you know they start uh i saw a video was talking about how it's important to speak it's it's important to really um, instill values and morals and good beliefs in our children. And I feel like because we're the frontliners, you know, we're we're the parents, you know, we're the ones that they're going to look to for what they're going to believe in, you know, what they're going to think, you know, things like that. But not just that, but also instill in them, let them know at a very young age in a safe way that people lie. You know, mm-hmm. that not people even like, you know, like I forgot the example she said, like, oh, like, you know, she was saying that she told her daughter, like, honey, like, you know, mommy always is try- trying to, like, I forgot she worded it. But she the point of the video was that that she's trying to explain to her children that, you know, adults are, you know, who you can go to, you know, to learn from and things. But that not everything everyone says is always true. And when it comes to history, when it comes to uh, beliefs, when it comes to, like, all these things, you know. And she's trying to teach her daughter, you know, if she's ever confused or if she's and she's also trying to tell her daughter, like, to kind of show her how to kind of like go inward in her body, what feels right and what doesn't kind of like be connected with herself. And she's trying to tell her daughter, like, okay, like you're going to go out into the world and, you know, not everyone's always going to think like you. Not everyone's always going to believe what you do. And, you know, people sometimes lie. And also when it comes, I think she said when she was that people lie was she was talking about the example, like, um. When it comes to people being hurtful with you, like, oh, like, you're dumb or you're ugly or like you're things like that, you know, that we, that's another form of conditioning us to like be like, you know, insecure and things like that. She was like trying. It's important to have that kind of connection and communication with our children that they feel comfortable to come to you at the end of the day and be like, hey, I heard this today or I learned this today, but it didn't feel right because of what my our values and our beliefs that I already have at home. You know, so kind of build that communication with them so that when they do go out into the world, they're able to come home at the end of the day and share with you what they learned, but also any confusion that they have. And you as a parent, you know, since you've already instilled your values, your beliefs and, you know, all these things, they're able to kind of use their discernment. And she one of the things she was saying is like, we think that children are dumb. You know, they don't know. And we like to say, oh, they don't know. They don't know better, Mm -hmm. things like that. But they do. You know, and they're very smart. And I can attest to that being a mom. And I know that they, they have, like, even though they might not register, like, a 
big capacity if you even are to able to like narrow it down in small words they'll understand mm -hmm. and they'll build on that you know so i definitely do think there's a a way around that you know like if like let's say worse comes to worse you grow up and you have children and you know growing up you you kind of like worried in a sense that they'll have the same experience that you did um i think it definitely there's kind of ways around that you know what i mean and honestly like if, if it ever comes down to it just read books like i know it sounds like that but like i read a lot of like um child development books, books and like i read a lot of like um um but like uh, even not just that but like just like i don't know if you guys are into like spirituality and we didn't get into like the topic of like mm -hmm. the crystals and all of that but um that's kind of helped me a lot um to kind of just how I, how i'm gonna like guide my child because at the end of the day there's like i said earlier there's duality there's good and bad we can't shield them you know mm -hmm. there's no way ever that we're gonna be able to shield them mm -hmm. and from having a bad experience or from having a bad emotion or a bad feeling or anything so the only thing we can really do is just teach them how to manage their emotions to use the discernment you know to be able to confide in us to communicate with mm -hmm. us and just that's the best that we can do wow and that's really what i'm kind of just taking that like really resonated with me yeah. like i really like i felt that one in my core yeah like yeah like it, it no like literally what you were yeah. saying like because I'm telling you, like, I genuinely have, like, it. I care a lot for my nephew and yeah. I have, like, a, a lot of anxiety. Yeah. But what you said, like, that's that's pretty, yeah. like, it put it in completely different perspective. Exactly, mm -hmm. yeah, because, I mean, it's, we are, at the end of the day, like, human at the end of the day. And we, it's impossible to think that we're going to live in a world with just, like, all happiness and rainbows. And I know that'd be freaking amazing, but um, it's not realistic. So, yeah. we just, mm -hmm. we can't shield them. We have to yeah. kind of, in a way, love them, but also kind of give them that tough skin to mm -hmm. give them the tools to know how to navigate the world yeah mm -hmm. yeah but i think on that note we can <laughs> close off thank you guys so much of for course. joining yeah. us i honestly i love this conversation so much you guys have no freaking idea and <laughs> maybe even after the camera are done rolling we can continue talking i yeah. thank you guys Jules, Brandon, yeah. thank you for having us yeah thank, thank you for having us. <laughs> uh, uh julie do our promo do uh yeah, shout out, shout out. Yeah. yeah all right all right well, thank you guys for tuning in to IE Besties. Make sure y'all tune in to the Good News Radio. TGN Latinx, shout out to them. We are the Primos Chilos, Jules, Brandon, Steve. Tune in every Thursdays at 12. We'll see y'all. Make sure y'all follow us on Instagram I at Primos Chilos Radio thank Show. Thank you so much. Bye, we'll everybody. We'll see y'all soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>